And good morning, afternoon. Hello, hello, hello. Whoa, Welcome whoa, to the Anything Bowl where anything goes. Please. My name. My name is Miguel, and I'm joined <laughs> my by. My name is Miguel. No, no, this is my best <laughs> friend in the whole world. It's Mateus. How we doing? <coughs> did I do the Matt. intro for Matt you? That is my yeah. Well, we kind of did it at the same time. I think it worked out pretty well. <laughs> <Are you> serious? <laughs> Yeah, no, I, I was in the middle of doing it, and you're like, welcome to the Indie Bowl. My name is Miguel. <laughs> How you doing, buddy? Uh, welcome to episode 44. Uh, welcome if you're on the stream. Welcome if you're listening long term. We are actually now finally able to be live on Twitch and YouTube at the same time. So link in the description if you want to check out what the channels are. Uh, all that fun stuff. Matt. Uh, to be honest, I already spoke to you off stream about how obnoxious my day has been and how I feel, and I don't even want to talk about it anymore. So wow. tell me how you are. Damn. <laughs> Wish I could relate. <laughs> um, I'm going to knock on wood. I had a good day. Um, what did I do today? Ah, got a haircut, you know, so fresh and so clean. Ready for fresh my so clean, birthday clean. this week, you know. I'm going to make, I'm be egotistical. Okay. I told everybody. I said, it's my week, bitch. Um... What I mean, else? he'd be putting that on his Instagram notes. I do, and people told me to fuck off. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> like me, I'm I'm doing okay though. Um, you know, I uh, just did some. I've been really just going hard with the music stuff, making some beats today. Ran oh, a couple errands this morning. Felt pretty productive. And then um, now we're here just uh, doing my one of my favorite things: talking to the boy, talking to the people, um, and just having a good time. Um, especially now that Florida is starting to get hotter these days, you know what I mean? <laughs> it's getting a little, it's getting more of those summer vibes and I'm, I'm kind of getting a little excited, you know, yeah. but, um, maybe not in Chicago, Florida man throws toilet through school board when oh, building window in Illinois was. is arrested sitting on, an, uh, sitting on another. Interesting. All right. Well, Florida man was arrested in Illinois on February 15th after he allegedly threw an old toilet at the Board of Education building in East St. Louis via the News Weekly. Well, no, Newsweek, excuse me. Man's name is Dave Tolliver, not to be confused with Don Tolliver. 36 is accused of carrying an old toilet to the government building and then throwing it in front of a glass, front of uh, essentially a window in front of the building, the East St. Louis uh, Police Department. Uh, describes and apparently he was booked on this is a bit of an older story but i just thought it was funny imagine getting so mad you throw a fucking toilet through somebody's window and just like you'd be chucking and be like you ain't Dude, shit, toilets are man. heavy too that's, that's, that's no yeah. small thing that's what i'm saying <laughs> um apparently he's miami resident though so i don't know how the fuck he made it all the way to st louis so it's quite interesting but respect grind he's arrested in st Clair jail um county jail ten thousand dollars um, and apparently the bomb was on my birthday. See how funny this shit ends up? But anyway, so, um, but yeah, I just thought, uh, you know, something about the idea of just getting so mad you throw a toilet, you know, maybe it's just me. I think it's funny. I love that. You know, it's like. Throwing a toilet it's, is it's, very it's, intense. It's oddly cathartic when you start to think about it, you know, <laughs> like just throwing this big porcelain thing through somebody's window and just telling them they ain't the shit. Oh, Matt, that's a life quote right there. We were first spam comment. Huh? We were spam comment. Twitch spam comment. Oh, really? I'm curious. I want to offer promotion of your channel, viewers, followers, views, chatbots. The price is really. I would like you to get the fuck out of the stream because auto on, incredibly flexible and convenient order (laughs) management panel. Everything is in your hands. Turn it on, off, customize. I don't want to talk to him. Go to ghosthype.com. Throw him out. (laughs) Get him out. 
<laughs> well, first of all, my God. you came to the right place because we love Doge. <laughs> I mean, that was a couple years ago, hell, but we, we still love it. Uh, yeah, dude, I still invest, honestly. Uh, um, but yeah, that's the uh, that's 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 the shitty story of the week. Nothing too crazy. It's kind of a slow news week in terms of Florida men. Surprisingly, but, dude, it's yeah. a slow news week all around. It is. Um, but other than that, man, we chilling. We chilling. We chilling. Let's we talk. Chillin'. I lost my the Marvels. The Marvels. The Marvels. Yeah, I used to go to high school with them. Their son Catchatelli. <laughs> <laughs> So, this past week, uh, oh, I didn't see this. I apologize. Marvel. They showed their first delayed. poster. Interesting. What's going on with this, Miguel? Why uh, is Marvel basically, being I don't know why it's being delayed. I think I'm here for it because it just means that they're putting it off for the sake of quality, and that's fine by me instead of pushing everything all at once. Kevin Feige has been making the rounds because of Ant Man and the Wasp and whatever. And he's been very adamant to be like, oh, yeah, you know, we're, we're putting out less content this year because. You know, everything needs to breathe, which is his way of being like, yeah, we, we hear you guys. We know you guys are complaining. There, there's too much. Yeah. The CGI is, can be a little shoddy. We're going to fix it. It's too uh, much, man. So the Marvels was delayed. I don't know if you know what the Marvels is, but it's basically, it's the Captain Marvel sequel, but you add in Miss Marvel because she had her show mm-hmm. and Monica Rambeau from WandaVision because she has those crazy powers. Yeah. And it looks okay i mean like captain marvel's like not my favorite character whatsoever but i know you haven't seen it miss marvel i think she's actually kind of funny the show is kind of kind of compelling kind of i was fine listen man i don't know i mean for what it is i'm gonna be honest brie larson bad as fuck but besides that it depends on (laughs) on the movie and the day but yeah (laughs) i I could agree (laughs) yeah but um oh well i mean if we're talking endgame oof oh no mama Please no, <laughs> but this this poster right here, I'm here for it. I like I like the, the, the I like the side cool. part. I do like it. Anyway, but back on topic, right? I, you know, okay. I mean, I'm down. And you know, I think I was talking. With, I went to. We'll, we'll we'll talk about this in a minute. But when I went to go see Ant Man, mm-hmm. um, I was talking to one of my work friends about it, and it's we both kind of agreed that it's like it's just very difficult to keep up with the shows because of the frequency. Exactly. And it's just exactly. not a, not a lot of time to really digest everything, you know. And, and I, mean, I don't think. And what's really crazy is like if you think about it, how fast they push everything. Like nothing even had time to really. No, it's just one thing like, after create another. itself its own identity. You know, like you think exactly. about some of the greatest shows. Like even think, look at Mandalorian. Whoa. You know how much space that show had when it came out. A lot. I'm just saying, because it was the only one. Had a lot because like one of the, it was one of the only few, the actually only Star Wars show out at the time. And I think it's a lot smarter to just consecutively think that way. We're like, honestly, like that's how I see it, right? Mm. I think Marvel, you can kind of get away with it because you have multiple IPs. But Star Wars, especially, yeah. I think they did it right. And I wish Marvel would. I mean, if they do it, if they fall through this year, which it seems like they will. Kevin Feige, I'm here for it, Mr. Feige. Kevin thank Feige. You. I mean, like they're salutes the to you. Be, I think there were five or six shows that were supposed to come out this year, and now I think the slate is only two are confirmed thus far. Yeah. I mean, it's fair. I'm down for just two. Very we'll digestible, you know. Uh, speaking uh, of something that wasn't digestible by the critics, uh, Ant Man. Yes, oh, it's Ant Man time. Ant Man and a... the Wasp Quantum Mania. What is your thoughts, Miguel? So let let's get right into it, reviews and things with this because yeah. this this gaming tech story is really nothing for me. <clears throat> Fuck it. Uh, Let's talk. So first of all, right before we even talk about it, I have been talking to a very special someone 
who used to be the third man of our trio, mm. who likes the idea that I ran by him. You and I keep talking about the because it's going to come up, right? <laughs> the MCU tier list is going to have to happen. Yeah. And in order to do that, you have a lot of catching up to do, and I have a lot of rewatching to do. Uh, Brendan and I, Brendan is on, on board with it. I'm thinking if there's ever going to be a reunion episode or like one snack time that we do together, that's going to be it. I see. I see. I see. I see. I see. I mean, I'd be down. I'd be down. I'm down. He's down. down. It's just, this is <laughs> when I was talking to him, he was like, yeah, you know, I'm a little busy this week. I was like, no, no, no. This is like months away. This is like, we have so much to watch and to recap and to redo. Mm-hmm. If we want to do this genuinely, this is like, this is like a June ordeal. Yeah, there's like, like there's like some shit out. we gotta write down, dude. Exactly. Because like, <laughs> now we gotta have to see, get the whole was, list ready. It's funny because going into Endgame, it was like this too. I remember we were when we first did the uh, the initial ranking or whatever. It was hard because there's a lot of it now, dude. With the fucking shows, and now there's like another ten movies. It's like, it, it's a lot. It's it is. A it's, it's a lot, but you know, in a good way. So let's let's talk. Uh, Ant Man and the Wasp: Quantumania. First of all, for those who don't know, we are MCU fans. Like that first hate comment we ever got said. Uh, I'm a huge fan of the MCU. I've always been it. And so I'm going to make tons of excuses left and right about everything the MCU's put out, except for a chosen few like the Eternals. But this, this bro is going Modoc mode, man. I'm telling you, it's crazy. <laughs> Ant-Man and the Wasp. Matt, I need you. Tell me. We'll, we'll kind of go like piece by piece. Spoiler alert. If anybody's watching out of the three people, oh, yeah, if you yeah. haven't seen the movie, get the fuck Spoiler over alert. it. But, I mean, uh, that's no, fair. We, we, we did go. No, I was seriously. there like opening night. I was going to say, yeah. I actually have sympathy. Spoiler alert, though. Spoiler alert. Um, uh, it's your only warning. Let's just start Let's just start in the beginning, right? It was like, okay. It's like, you know, happy happy boy walk. Just another day in yeah. the universe, you know? <laughs> Look at me. I thought it was Thank very... Thank you, Spider-Man. I thought it was very, like, you know... I, I always like Paul Rudd, man. Like, especially Paul as an Rudd actor. Is one I think he's pretty funny, too. Bro, yeah. when he moves into the fucking coffee shop, he's like, You're the Spider-Man! Thank you, Spider-Man! <laughs> Thank you, Spider-Man! Like, and, then, and then the ending where he's like... He's like, oh, you're little Ant-Man. I said, okay. He's like, yeah, that's me. $12. <laughs> I got to say, uh, talk, talk about the op- the beginning of the movie. One of the trends that I hate about Marvel movies in the last, like phase four and now phase five is the rushing just, that yeah. they feel they need to do to get into the story. Oh my God. You know? dude, I, yeah, I 100% agree. I felt that like, pa- I, I was I literally going to say that. Like, the I, I get that the movie's way too about fast. the quantum realm, but it's like, it's like, dude, we're... Scott, like, like we do the whole, oh my god, look, Ant-Man's back, and here's his daughter. We do the whole thing for, like, ten minutes, and then it's like, oh, boo, fuck, oh, we're getting sucked down into the quad, ah, oh, duh, everything is ants, like, it slow was down. So fucking, no, it really was. I, that's what that's what actually pissed me off in the beginning, because... Because all these kids right, in their tic-tac. Yeah, because right away I was going to be like, come on, man. And it's like, you barely, I mean, there. see, like, I haven't really seen, I didn't see Ant-Man and the Wasp. But I saw the first Ant Man, so I have, obviously have some context to who some of these people are. Mm. But at the same time, I was like, "Shit, dude!" I was like, "Give me a fucking minute." What if someone's just going to see this for the first time? Like, goddamn. Yeah. But I mean, you kind of got the gist. Too. You kind of got the, the gist of it at first, you know. And then yeah. I'm like, okay, you but cannot give sit down more time to and just get into these movies anymore without context. No, you really can't. So then you're moving forward, right? So then, like you said, yeah. so then. 
they basically, um, you know, his daughter was researching the quantum realm. And then she's like, oh, my God, blah, 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 blah. like, this thing is kind of cool. Like, what do you think? And then Janet has to be a fucking cunt and just be like, Dude, and no, and just destroys it and rips everyone to the quantum realm, essentially. Yeah, but that's, that's one of the things that I, I listen to on, like, so my favorite podcast, The Weekly Planet. I was just listening to the episode on Ant-Man and the Wasp, like, two or three days ago. One of the things they said was, like... Dude, you remember Iron Man building? First of all, I understand. You know, it takes time. You have to have you have to have the advancements, whatever. You had Iron Man, one of the smartest people on the planet. Took him two weeks to build this suit and then escape. And even then, it was like a piece of shit suit. Homegirl, homegirl's like seventeen in her fucking garage and built a portal to the quantum realm. In five years, I think. How do we? How do how do you how do you comprehend? It's kind of a jump of and and when you think about it, a huge jump. Because, like, also, too, like, I don't, I didn't see the, the second movie, so I don't know if that was, like, a contexted thing where she... It was. Okay, so then there you Not go. Not her, but, like, like just having, like, a little machine to get to the quantum realm. It, it, well, no, it that part, part the- that part I do know, but it was, like, alluding to her being highly intelligent. Um, not saying that uh, it destroys the story in any way. It's just, like, again, it's kind of, it's better, like, okay. All right, it's kind of a contrast from it. seeing little girl that just almost got killed by a bee man. Yeah. So, but Damn. yeah. So then they get sucked down to the quantum realm, this and that. Then you kind of have this little split story arc thing that's kind of going on, two side stories that mm-hmm. kind of meet in the middle at some point. You have Scott and his daughter that are dealing with uh, this tribe and everything down in the quantum realm, and they're basically trying to start a revolution. Meanwhile, Janet's basically meeting with old friends because she lived in the quantum realm for like fucking thirty years. Yeah. And this part, actually, this is where it started to get interesting. But I also, too, was a little agitated because I'm like, okay. Because I was still burnt from, like, come on, dude. Like, you just fucking got here. Exactly. And, You're like, we, what, we just sat down to watch this movie. How are we already here? But I but I do think that um, having Janet keeping her secret for as long as she can up until the apex kind of did work. Because at first I was like, this kind of really doesn't make sense. But I had to be patient with myself and say, okay. But I'm sure it's going to make sense because Marvel's going to do that thing. Like, well, this is awkward. <laughs> and then just do the thing and they explain what mm. the fuck actually happened. Yeah. Um, of course, yeah. it was fucking great to see, uh, you know, fucking. Um, oh, my God. How am I forgetting his name? Bill Murray. Jesus Christ. It took me a minute. Wow. It's so fucked, weird. Such I was a, so such happy to see him, for though. Such like a 30 second cameo. Like, dude, everyone in the theater gasped. They were like, oh, I was like, yeah. Like, oh, my God, like, that's Bill fucking Murray? cool. Yeah, that's what someone said. Is that Bill Murray? <laughs> yeah, dude. But I actually really... But see, that sucks, dude, because I really want... I wish his character stayed around a bit longer, you know? Because I kind of liked him. Yeah. He was, like, charismatic, and you could have built off of this thing, because, like, you know, Janet had, like, a thing with him, but then obviously with her husband, too, so it was kind of creating this weird triangulation thing going on. Mm-hmm. And it was like, I wish they developed that a bit more. But they just blew right past it because I would have liked to see like at least um, Bill Murray's character reach at least to somewhat part of the, like say the major battle or something like that. Mm. It would have been cool, but of course, you would have been a very interesting character to have eaten by the squid. <laughs> Maybe that's all they had of Bill Murray. Who knows? Because obviously, guy passed away. So, you know. Bill Murray died. Pretty sure he did. I could what? be wrong. About that. I could be one hundred percent wrong. Yeah, he died. Uh, um, hold on. Wait, no, is he still alive? Oh, I might be stupid. Yeah, no, I'm stupid. <laughs> He's still alive. Never mind. For some reason, I thought he was dead. Anyway, 
Did you just? But uh, I don't know. I, was like, I feel yeah. like that's something I would realize. Uh, I was going to say too. But for some reason, I thought it too, but no. Nah, disregard. I think he was he was fine. I I completely forgot he was in the movie at all. I think what to me what was more intriguing was the uh, not even intriguing, but I I genuinely thought they were funny. The uh, the tribe of people, like that one guy from the good place, and then the little the fucking cigarette cigarette lighter guy, <laughs> little squid dude. Oh, he was funny too. I liked him too. He was like, let me glue, let me you, glue have you. <laughs> you have holes. Can I see your holes? How many <laughs> holes do you have? Seven. <laughs> like, <laughs> oh yeah, my yeah, god! That's right. We have seven. Yeah, that's uh, right. On the whole, uh, I mean, storyline for the most part kind of felt like it was meandering. It was fun and there was a good time, but it wasn't like like there there was a huge like third of this movie where I was like, all right, where where are we going? Like you brought us into the quantum realm real fast. What what was the reason? Where where are we going now? And uh dude, I think everything gets crazy the minute that Kang shows up. Um I mean I think it really started to pick up when Janet was explaining her relationship with Kang. Yeah. Cause that because then that's what really provided the inv- I like had no investment up until that point. Cause I'm like, okay, that makes sense. Cause even in my head I'm thinking like, oh, like because I'm not familiar with Kang, I'll be honest with you. Mm. So I was looking at like, oh, Loki okay. though, right? I mean, see, that's what people were referencing. Well, that, again, that's what my friends were referencing um, in a theater. But again, like I, I probably watched like two episodes. I'll be honest. Oh shit! The- so you really had no idea what was going on. Okay, so, yeah. So like to me, it was a complete so surprise. Basically, right. Let me let me give you a quick crash course on Loki. So Loki, first of all, that's not the Loki that we know. That's the one from 2012. He gets pulled out, and uh, then he goes to the TVA. The TVA is like the the police. I know what TVA is. Yeah. The different universes where they try to make sure that the sacred timeline stays together basically Mm. loki meets a version of himself named sylvie and they fall in love even Mm. though they don't outright say it and they kind of like them and their thing their existence together and like relationship or whatever you want to call it kind of fucks with all the timeline so they go to the center of everything and they go to this house and in this house is jonathan majors only it's not kang it's a version of kang named he who remains and basically his whole thing was he's like listen I've seen all of existence. I've done all of it. I understand all of it. I'm here in the middle to keep things in order so that way they don't fall apart. Because if they fall apart, then there's this war of Kangs, infinite number of Kangs fighting each other, and it's a whole thing. His whole thing was like, listen, uh, I've seen everything that will ever happen up to this exact point. So -hmm. whatever happens from this point on, this is like the finale of Loki. He's like, whatever happens from this point on, I have no fucking clue what's going to happen. He's like, so Mm -hmm. you can either take my spot and be the one to like look over everything or kill me. <coughs> and whichever one you do is going to alter the entirety of reality. And the, so of course Sylvie kills he who remains and that's why the multiverse exists. And then Loki ends with I guess like Kang <coughs> took over the TVA. We don't know. That's why the post credit scene thing. Uh, that that's why it's going to be season 2. It, it's 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 whatever. So that's one version of Kang. This yeah, version of thing. Kang is yeah. like... And there's like a multiple versions of him and multiple different possibilities and all that sort of stuff. So. He's basically the dude that discovered the multiverse and then in every universe, him discovering it, some of them are like, I want to try to take over. I want to try to do this. I want to do this. And then they just constantly fight and it's this loop. So essentially, they've just... With the best reference possible, they've just introduced uh, the new... Thanos, so to speak. That's exactly what it is. Yeah, he's yeah, so. he's the big bit. Like the next Avengers movie is named the Kang Dynasty. Yeah, so no, it so should it's be, gonna be all about and not I, even necessarily about him, but just about all of those versions I, of him. Yeah, 
I mean, I liked him as a villain. He was really cool, actually. Really, I felt like he fit. I mean, very imposing. It's still new, but not as influential as Thanos. But we'll see. I don't want to write him off. But then again, remember Thanos' first time that he showed up, like a post-credit scene in 2012, and he just kind of did a spin. He looked at people. Yeah. So of course, not a lot of people thought of it much at the time. Yeah, it wasn't up to like the level of him being in Infinity War. Yeah, that's true. So I mean, I'm sure Kang will take that. Um, you know, Jonathan Majors will take that role very mm. well moving forward. Um, but yeah, no, he was a great villain. Um, but I do agree. I think the storyline was a bit sporadic. I think it was a again like it kind of had its real bits of side tangents and stuff like that. But yeah. again, it really wasn't pulling itself together till maybe like the last 45, 60 minutes of the film. Mm. And um, you know, from that point forward, it was uh, it was building up between. You know, Scott's daughter breaking out that like tribe lady, the leader, and then yeah. of course they have the big revolt, and then Scott comes out like fucking There's the big, big, big scary monster and just destroys mm-hmm. everything, and it was cool. Like the it's like the end battle scenes like were fucking crazy. It was great, especially um, the lead up to it. I think uh, I think Modok was like a nice Darren dude. Modok. It was a good I, little comedic sense of relief, you know? Dude, I love... So many people are complaining about MODOK. I fucking loved him. He was a, he was a good comedic relief to the whole situation. Because exactly. I, I just and like... I, ever, dude, Darren? We don't know anything Modoc. about him comics. <laughs> I just... I love the fact... First of all, great great use of, of Darren. Darren coming back. All right, Yellow Jacket, he shrunk. He was all screwed up, whatever. Works. I'm not a big fan or really knowing anything about MODOK in the comments or <laughs> comics. So I just kind of go based off of, you know, what we saw. I think he was hilarious. I think his face being super stretched and looking stupid as hell was the point. And it yeah. looked hilarious. Homie no, was, was great. At least I die in Avenger and everyone's like, yeah, yeah, dude, sure. Do your baby yeah. legs. <laughs> <laughs> and of course, like I kind of like how Marvel did that thing. They always do where it's like, it's over, but it's not really over. And then fucking Kang just destroys Scott. Ant-Man should have died. I honestly wish he's just, he got stuck. Like, because it would have created an interesting dynamic. Then exactly, man. But instead, no. He had he to, like, gotten somewhere. The shit was because then, you know, Wasp comes back, fucking helps Get kick that. the shit out of him, and then he basically dies. Revolution successful. The portal's closed, but then it opens again. So in my head, I'm just thinking, there's no fucking context as to why it reopened. Mm. You know? Because the way it looked and it happened, it looked like as if though... You sacrificed Kang to destroy, um, you know, the the, the orb and the yeah, energy source. And then they couldn't go back. Like that would have made, at least to me, that would have been a good ending. But no, they had that to do the. Fine with them they had to do stuck. the Marvel thing where they tie everything I together wish. and they do the beginning scene again, and then he's like, "But wait, Kang told me something. If I, he doesn't uh, survive, dude, and, you, you, and I'm like, he probably nothing. I'm like, okay. I mean." I don't know. It just would have made it more interesting. It was fun, but I don't think there was much of death or sacrifices that there could have been. Exactly. You know? Dude, so. I don't understand. How did we go from... Oh, my God. How did we go from something like Civil War or Winter Soldier that had implications on, like, seven or eight movies to come to something like this, where, like, Quantumania should have had huge ramifications? Or, or fucking Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. You know, the multiverse existing, Kang existing... It should have had ripples throughout the whole MCU. Like, somebody being like, hey, I just went to the quantum realm, and there was this dude that was telling us about infinite versions of himself, and then he had these fucking lasers to kill. 
Ant-Man's got to go to someone and be like, Thor, listen, like, I don't, I don't fucking know what to do. All right, this guy, I don't, I don't know, know if he's dead do. or not. <laughs> I just, yeah. I wish, because that fight was really good. When really Kang came back and he was all beat up, he, first of all, homie's big. Homie's gigantic. All right? Of course. Yeah. He's, he's knocking the, he's knocking the ant out of Ant-Man. Yeah, dude. Should have died. He should have been a perfect, like, like, oh my God. Yeah. It would have, it would have been a good, I mean, I think, I guess the whole point of this movie was just to really, I get it. It's just to introduce Kang as a villain. And I think that yeah. was just more the intention, but they could have done so much more. And that's where I feel empty. But um, and of course, you know, the mid credit scene, as you were describing, there's multiple versions of Kang. and Yeah, it's like the Council of Kangs. The Council of Kangs. And then, of course, the ending ending is when Loki saw him in, in an alternative timeline in the past. Yeah. And I mean, again, you'd know more context to that than I would. It looks like it's a clip from Loki season two, because that's supposed to be one of the shows to come out this year. Interesting. Well, that makes sense then. Yeah, so... Overall, though, I think it was a good time. I think there was some things it could have done better. There were some mm-hmm. points in the movie where it kind of made a big roundabout, but I think overall it tied itself together pretty well. It introduced the villain. Scott did his thing. I think the characters were interesting. I think it had a bit of a personality to it. I think the world and the CGI looked fucking amazing. It did. So, it looked surprisingly um, good. I think overall I'm going to give it like, out of a 10 scale, I'm going to give it like, tier give like a 7. Six and a half, like seven. Where would you put it on a tier list? On a tier list? If we're talking all... It's like on the top of C or the bottom of B. Yeah, I, I'd say the same. It's it's very... A lot of the movies to come out for, for the MCU and most of Phase 4 have all kind of been like solid B tier with a couple outliers on either side. Yeah. I thought this was like, I, I'd agree with you. I'd give it like a six and a half or a seven. I don't think it deserves as much hate as it's gotten mm-hmm. whatsoever. Mm-hmm. But I, I, I definitely understand where it's coming from. Yeah. No, I just, it, uh, no, it, I it has a lot of potential for the yes. universe. I would say that very much so. So, yeah, I agree. I agree. Well, that was fun, was it not? <laughs> <laughs> that well, covers movie reviews for the week. Um, uh, nah, bro, I got more movies to talk about. Hey, you want to get to reviews? Do your thing, 21. Well, let's just talk about, um, suck some tech and gaming real quick. Well, I, mostly I, just I, tech, I, really. Uh, Apple Watch ban. Yeah, I read about this. So apparently, um, I guess because Apple is dealing with a lawsuit uh, regarding their, um, remind me, Miguel, what is it again? It's one of their, it's one of the, the health sensors. The, EC, the ECG or the EKG, or whatever EKG. that is. Yeah. yeah. So the newer Apple Watches have an EKG sensor that is, like technically medically accurate to essentially assess your heart and your blood oxygen levels and all these things. And um, it's a big feature, especially for people that are both conscious of fitness and a lot of older people. Um, but I suppose a company by the name of, is it Abelcore or Labelcore? I got to look up the story, but essentially it's that. And um, it's this major medical company in Europe and they want to impose an import ban because it's stealing technology or supposedly uh, infringing on technology that this company's produced. So um, I don't know. I think I don't know. I, I think it, it's hard to say because I'm not really too well versed in that. Neither but am I. That's crazy to ban the whole device out of everything that it does for again. Oh, like, I know, dude. It's that's a major pow- feature. It's not powerful, but it's not the it's only the most popular feature. watch on the planet. Yeah, dude. And the fucking banish, you know how much fucking... They're not going to let that happen. You know how much no, fucking money all. they'll lose? If, Hell if no. Disney can finesse and own the rights to Mickey Mouse year after year after year, the Apple, there's no way Apple is going to be like, oh yeah, you know, fuck the Apple Watch. 
Didn't they have Winnie the Pooh out of like public domain for like eighty years? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, Mickey dude. Mouse is doing the same thing. He's about to fall into public domain, I think. I think so. I think you're right about that. Yeah. So you know, it's like they really have their grippers in that thing, man. <laughs> but that'd be and crazy. Grippers. I don't think it's gonna happen. I don't think. But it's if it happen. did, nah. I just, from what I read up to, I think it's just because Apple says that um, the design. I think there might be similar elements, but there's, but to have infringement would have to mean that you had intent of knowledge that the designs are similar, and I'm mm. sure there's like such minute details, technology oh, yeah. wise, to where it's like it'll just cause the biggest discrepancy. Mm. So not too worried about it, but it's interesting, man. Like people, I didn't, I didn't realize. Like I, I think. Medical technology is actually going to be soon threatened by Apple because of how much of a conglomerate it's becoming between yeah. the health apps and everything. I think so, at least. But who knows? I love Apple Watches. I'm not wearing mine right now because it's charging, but I fucking love them. Dude, like, think about it. Even, like, they're eventually... I bet you they're probably going to make even AirPods into, like, hearing aids at some point. I bet I'm you. I'm pretty sure you can do that right now. I think there's you, adapters for the pros. Maybe. I mean, I'm talking about, like, actually getting it from a licensed... Uh, audiologist but um, uh no no it doesn't go like those are expensive like i could see it happening it's no, yeah, they could be like oh yeah here's the the air hearing aid the, the air, air the air aid <laughs> yeah, probably <laughs> but um it's interesting stuff um and lastly in tech stuff this week uh it's nothing crazy but it's something to make note of because it's been such a big thing for the past couple weeks so david getta actually used an AI to recreate Eminem's voice oh, for right. a set that he did in Europe. It was fucking nuts, dude. It and it's like, it literally, I thought it was him like doing a verse for David Guetta. But he said, no, like he went to this website and there's a bunch of them out there now, but I think there's some popular ones I'm not too familiar with, but apparently um, you can put in the style the lyrics and the type of rapper and you can generate an audio clip. Well, he said he got the lyrics from one place and the voice from another, but man, it's like it's getting fucking scary out here, man. Yeah. This AI, like, Doesn't that feel a little illegal? A little bit, and I think there's been a lot of conversations talking about how to. What is the um, line? Where's, where's the, the line? line, and how do you even protect people against this sort of thing? And how do you? You have to basically create a counter technology to recognize these things. Yes. Um, and not even to mention too, like, what if I start making songs with an AI, Fifty Cent or. Kanye or something, you know, who does that money go to? What the fuck happens? Am I even allowed to do it? Probably not. Probably not. You no. know, so because you're at that point, you're taking likeness. I think it's just nuts. Between part that it, and part of it does feel very malicious and illegal. It really does. I mean, there's also stories actually coming out, too, that um, people use like celebrity voices, like AI voices and like have them like spit like racial slurs, too. So now you're ruining other people's images too, like defamation. That's yeah. fucking scary. It was like 4chan. Like, I think this was about a month ago, but it's probably still happening. But, well, I mean, it is still happening. I mean, look at the fucking memes, dude. <laughs> <laughs> dude, those memes have been so good. Dude, like the, see, my favorite meme right now, and we've been both sharing it back and forth, the is Obama, ones. Trump, and Biden playing games together. I love so that good. shit. So good. I just, <laughs> I love how it's like, it just kind of reminds me of like, early gaming crews and shit like that, mm. you know? So, but I don't know how they do it so fucking well. And the best part is too, it's just made by multiple people, but the same aesthetic keeps following through. It's, it's so fucking it's, cool. It's gotta be one. It's gotta be my favorite meme in, in ages. It's yeah. just the presidents are like, Elon, how the fuck do you have diamonds already? 
It's fucking Cap Jr. I have a fucking chest plate. <laughs> yeah. Oh, dude. Sleepy Joe. I swear Sleepy to God. Joe. All right. But it's a good time, though. It's a good time. I think um, I think AI is certainly an interesting thing to be on the lookout for, and it's just it's only getting worse or better depending on how you look at it, you know? Yeah. So. It, it's, it's probably the That covers news for the I've week, seen. baby. What? It's probably some of the fastest moving technology I've seen in ages. It's scary. It really is scary. The question is, are we going to keep up, right? Uh, That's hopefully. how I see it. All right, hopefully. all right. Review time. Yes. Um, you go first. I went first last week. Did you? I'm glad I to keep track of that stuff. So, in in, in the links, I, I didn't put all the music I'd listen to because it, it just keeps piling up right now. Uh, I'll go one by one. Wait, wait that's not it. Where'd it go? Uh, Quest for Fire. Skrillex. He, he put out two albums. It's kind of a double, so... I figured I'd do both of them. I'm not a huge Skrillex fan. I never really have been. I, I'm that person that loves Bangarang and a couple of his bangers from, you know, when I was in fucking middle school. But bang-a-rang, bang-a-rang. I was like, you know, I see the hype. All right, let me let me give it a listen. It's been, what is it, eight years since he last put out a record? Uh, I got to say, on Here the take- whole, it's not going to be one of those records I listen to a fuck ton. And this is my problem week after week. I'm always like, it's not my type of music. This is feels like good background music to me. I don't need to be the type that listens to dubstep and electronic music super often. But like, like random Missy Elliott thrown in here or like Sway Lee. Warp Tour 05 with Pete Wentz. <laughs> You're fucking awesome. A lot of this album, <laughs> I really fuck with. Not enough to like memorize things, but enough to have on in the background constantly. And I did that less with Quest for Fire and more so with the, uh, the second one, Don't Get Too Close. Mm. Honestly, and th- I-, I was thinking about you when I did this. Uh, there's a Kid Cudi feature on here, Summertime. Oh. It's so good. I loved it. I fucking loved it. This it's it's basically like to compare the two. Quest for Fire feels like the Skrillex album and like the dubstep or whatever you want to call it, electronic album. And don't get too close is more like all right. Let's throw some modern rap in here. Here's some auto tune shit. Here's some of this. Here's a little bit of of Skrillex. Here's some pop. Here's some other stuff. And one for him, one for the fans type situation. Exactly. Exactly. And don't get too close to me feels like much more fun than the other one. Yeah. Uh, I know this. I think this Don't Go, Skrillex, Justin Bieber, Don Tolliver song came out like two years ago. Mm-hmm. But say I really love it. I love it. I love both these albums. Uh, again, not a huge Skrillex fan. Not going to listen to them a ton of time. But give them both a... Nah, Don't Get Too Close gets an eight and a half. Quest for Fire gets six and a half. Okay. Kind of, yep. kind of a bit of a discrepancy there. I hear you. I mean, I listen, like I told you before we got on the stream, I mean, I was listening to a bit of De- Don't Get Too Close, and mm-hmm. I was very impressed. I mean, I know you're not really into electronic music, but I think Skrillex has just matured so much as a electronic artist, because before, I mean, I don't like. I don't think like he was particularly waiting on a culture. I actually really just think that he just got a lot of fucking hate. Yeah. Because again, like, I think bro step dubstep whatever you want to call it at that time <laughs> most people call it bro step the fucking want want fart music mm. i enjoyed there's an art to it <laughs> it sounds there really is. pretentious to say is. that but there's a skill to it you know and because it's all taste you know it's chaotic and yeah whatnot and there was still like a lot of good harmonic elements going on in those songs too whether you liked it or not <laughs> it's very much of an energy thing more of an aesthetic thing you know you say the same thing about cloud rap too. Music nowadays is just tra- traversing so much from just total instinctual meaning and just the basics to just vibes, and mm-hmm. it's just getting better and better. So Day he did good. Day. I'm proud of Skrillex, man. He's come for like a he's come a long way. So the good fact. for him. 
I think right. uh, just to go polar opposite, uh, Skrillex's both albums were pretty good. Uh, Trustfall, Pink, Pink. Uh, this is one of those albums. First of all, I I, I love Pink. Mm-hmm. I don't listen to her super often. Again, she's not one of my like go to artists. But Pink is somebody mm-hmm. that. Uh, what is it? Let me just reference a couple of her last albums real quick. Uh, you know, you've got her first four. Funhouse was an album that my mom played a lot in the car back when we had yeah. CDs a fuck ton of time. Truth About Love, I loved a lot. There's an Eminem feature on there. I had a lot of fun. Beautiful Trauma, again, a fun album. Don't listen to it often. Eminem feature makes it really good. The oh, last yeah, one, Hurts to be Human, I didn't listen to. I heard it went number one, but that's cool. Good for you. Always respect it. Uh, Trustfall. Definitely feels like her album. You know, she didn't make it for the public. She made it for her. And you can... Yeah hear that and and a lot of it is like this weird some of it's pop some of it's dancey some of it's a bit more electronic influence up in there some of it i really like like the title track or not the title track uh never not never gonna not dance again i think it was like the first or second single awesome a lot mm-hmm. of fun feels like classic pink i'm loving it I, I don't dance but i'm dancing it's a good time the rest of it really just feels like nothing special and i say that as somebody that doesn't produce music often enough to genuinely have an opinion about the mixes but i gotta say like as just a passive listener didn't really hit home for me and that's okay not everything can uh trust fall gets probably like a four out of ten for me it was fine i'm not gonna go back to it not a lot of hype to it it's fair it's fair it's fair it's fair it's fair it's fair fair. i mean Uh, i haven't listened to pink since god no I mean, I ain't gonna lie, actually. Who the fuck am I kidding? I've only heard her on some Eminem tracks. and Exactly. As a white... Tra- well, no, it's not White Trash Party. There's something else she did, though, on you the recovery. You can sound the alarm. You can pull out the cards. You can fence Was that it? I don't even know. What song was that? The- Won't back down. Wow! Yeah. Back down! Dun, dun, dun. Such a good song. Yeah, I, I agree. agree. With the grill, dead, yeah, super real so... There's that. Uh, and then I just got a couple random singles thrown in there. The song I keep singing, Vicinity of Obscenity by uh, System of the Down. Never listened to them. Never known anything. I just keep seeing their songs as like fucking memes. Terracotta Pie. Terracotta Pie. Terracotta Pie. Terracotta Pie. Banana Banana. Hilarious song. Listened to it, I think, like six or seven times yesterday. Man, a great orange. <sighs> Strawberry Pineapple Grand Orange. And lastly, oh. uh, I've never really gotten into Great Event Fleet. But Timmy yesterday was showing me this Light My Love song. I guess it's all over TikTok. Homie's fucking talented. This lead singer, I don't know his, I don't know anything about this band, but this dude, man. I I felt inspired just listening to him. You know what it is? Um what? I like I I like them too a lot. They they're very controversial group. Uh for the obvious, the whole Led Zeppelin um oh, affiliations. Yeah. yeah. And even some people will say that he's robbed Robert Plant's uh Signature vocal style. Um, oh, I don't man, know. We have comments. I didn't even realize. Oh, shit. We're such terrible guests. Uh, Ant-Man is dumpster fire juice. Marvel running out of fireworks. The phase is ass. Why would you introduce Kang in a goofy-ass movie like Ant-Man while Jonathan Major's performance is great? He feels so out of place in this stupid-ass movie. Agreed. I do agree. I do agree. <laughs> I do agree. I didn't hate the movie, but agreed. Uh, 100%. The, I'm it, saying it this is, as a like, Marvel fan. This is just lazy filmmaking. Um, fucking 100%. Hundred <laughs> percent. I. You are not wrong, my friend. I think we've we both established that it's just like it's very. Yeah. It's not a perfect movie. It's very clunky in the way that they executed certain things like that. So I I hundred percent agree, dude. I don't know. 
it's just completely messed up. It definitely see the thing about Ant Man is his whole point because this this was what perfectly was shown between Infinity War and Endgame. Ant Man and the Wasp came out, and it was meant to be this tiny story. It's contained. It's small. It's an ant sized story. And that's what made it so good. This is like I get it. You know, Paul Rudd, huge name actor. Mm-hmm. The Quantum Realm, huge thing. You know, a lot can go on down there. You want to kick off Phase 5 with this crazy big movie. Phase 4 was kind of like all over the fucking place. Here's what we're going to do. Uh, it's just like... I think somebody... I saw somebody say that it was a Fantastic Four story with Ant-Man thrown into it. 100%. This should have <laughs> yeah. been like... It, it, it wouldn't even have to be like a Fantastic Four story. You could just put anyone else in there. You don't even have to have it the Quantum Realm. Make it the Guardians. Or make it somebody in space. Make it Thor again. Thor goes and fucking does something. That would have made so much more sense. Instead of Ant-Man is taking on the dude that has outlived and killed an infinite number of the Avengers. And somehow these super advanced ants come in and like eat him and shit. Like it's like the setting makes sense, but the person they chose to face him just made no fucking sense. And mind you, I say that like, I don't hate the movie. It's not great. It's still, as we said before, it belongs in the bottom of B tier. If you put it in like a tier list, it kind of just felt like like they just shoved him in there. Like, okay, now Kang's going to come because it's going to make sense for when we're going to roll out all these fucking movies. And I'm like, okay, exactly. I get it because it's the quantum realm and the most character, the closest character that's conducive to that, you know, that, to that world, <coughs> damn it. But yeah. it, it doesn't mean that it had to be that way. So the thing it's just, it just wasn't a strong choice. So see what I got to say to the last thing I want to say about this movie, cause we could just talk about the MCU and where it's going for hours. For is sure. I, outside of me being like the super MCU fan, you know, cause since, maybe Civil War, like Infinity War, whatever it was, I've been this crazy, like, let me look at the leaks, let me look at every trailer, let me be there opening night. I mean, even from the beginning, they assumed we knew what was going on, and we are following this lady with what... Yeah, exactly. Yes. (laughs) Dude. Fact. Fact. That's exactly it. I was literally... (laughs) Dude, man's reading my fucking mind, dude. It's true. Homegirl gets his ability out of nowhere to, like, touch him and then be like... Mm Oh, oh man, you blurry. It'll, it'll figure itself out in a second. There we go. Ah, there you go. Nice new glasses, by the way. Oh, thank you. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> I just... So, I'm going to excuse... Uh, I, I want to give whatever excuse. Outside of me being the super fan, there is this group of movies here from... Uh, you'll, you'll lug it in. It's like Thor, this one, Wakanda Forever, Black... Not Black Widow, Shang-Chi. All these movies that were filmed during the height of the pandemic and the year like as it tapered off everything was filmed in the volume and whatever i because i have hope for the mcu because i love it so much or love what it was i am just going to keep on waiting and give it another year for the benefit of the doubt now that we're like over the hump of these pandemic film movies to see like maybe that was just it maybe again you know five or six fucking movies it's a big thing to just excuse but i'm waiting until we get over that hump to see if this is really it because if they can't like, if they can't stick the landing, come Guardians and the Marvels and the next Spider Man or whatever it is, like by the middle of next year, then that's it. Yeah, man, I hundred percent agree. I think it'll kind of be zilch at that point. And then yeah. if DC just kind of picks up the momentum that they've been getting as of recent, 
I mean, aside from that fucking criminal, you know, in the movie. Even but. Wakanda forever. <laughs> See, I gotta disagree. Shang-Chi was fucking amazing. Uh, I do agree. body CG in the end? Yeah, no, I do agree. Shang-Chi's like the outlier. Shang-Chi is like the little diamond in the rough of this whole phase. It really is. Like, I remember leaving, I think we saw that together, and I left the mm-hmm. theater and I was like, damn. So we were both like, that That was surprisingly good. Well, you gotta realize, we went from the Eternals <laughs> to that, and I'm like, dude. Trash. Fucking miles above. Just the story was smart. I thought the characters were fun. I do think that the main character was a little dry, but he was cool. He was cool. The actor's um, really funny. The girl had a, that one girl, I forget her name, she had a lot of, the I guess, the sidekick, so to speak. Oh, uh, Ashwa um, Aquafina? Yeah, she was good. I liked her she a lot. She was funny. She's in a lot more movies now because of that, so good for of her. Um, uh, yeah, Shang-Chi, uh, WandaVision, Loki. I didn't finish WandaVision, but it was actually very good, even if I, I think it's finish. probably like <laughs> my second or third favorite MCU property there is. It's fair. So, uh, I mean, I agree with you, Raving Bob. A lot of this phase, pretty shit. Or like pretty shit by comparison, but... I think she's good, but it's like three. But then there's three shit. Agreed. Yeah, yeah. No, 100%. 100%. We're, we're on the same page about that. <laughs> Dude, do you remember when we were sitting in your apartment and we were like, oh my God, it's the first Marvel movie that we've seen in years. We're watching Black Widow on Disney Plus. Holy fuck. And then it sucked. Wow. See, I don't mean to sound like that. No, you're not even. No, you're not just that guy. You're right. We're, we're a bunch of guys. That's, how, a, much, that's how much we A bunch agree. of dudes in a room. <laughs> Dude, 100%. <laughs> Um. Yeah. No. It was just. It's just been disappointing this phase. But again, I mean, we'll see. Who knows? Maybe it'll pick up in the end. We'll see. But I think Fingers you know, crossed. me and Miguel have differing opinions on it because we we've do. talked about it in previous episodes. But I just think that I kind of agree with Miguel's opinion. If it doesn't pick up by the the Guardians movie coming out this year, I don't know. I mean, I don't really think because the Marvel movie is so hinged, especially now in the TV shows. It's like. I don't know how much they could salvage. So, yeah. um, and again, I mean, maybe it sounds like a dick to say, but I hope that DC kind of comes in and swoops the competition. Cause even, you know, going back to them, I just seeing what they've been up to is like, I actually have a lot of faith and I think I trust James Gunn a lot. Cause yeah. it, I mean, the only work I'm familiar with James Gunn is obviously the guardians movies, which is my favorite. Well, one of my favorite MCU movies up for debate. Right. But, um, you know, should be a good time. So I'll, I'll, give, I'll, give, I'll give Marvel the benefit of the doubt. I'm sure it'll bounce back eventually. There's a handful of things that are coming up. Just to, I guess, bookend what we're saying. There's a handful of things that I still have faith in yeah. for the MCU with, right? Guardians. I'm sure it'll be great. Yeah. Uh, the Marvels, I... Eh, I, I got hope, but I, I don't know. Loki Season 2 is going to be cool. Uh, yeah. Daredevil Born Again. Like an 18-episode rated R kind of... That sounds like fun. Should it's be just fun. Daredevil. We shall see. Uh, yeah, in Deadpool 3. That's going to be cool. Hugh Jackman's back. Let's bounce back a bit, guys. So you saw Transformers from 2008. Oh, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. So, <laughs> I've been on a mission. Right? My mission is... Where do I have this link? i got so much shit open right now. Early morning. Oh my god, that's not even it. Anyway, I'm gonna just swoop us back over here. Uh, yes, so I've been on a mission to get through the Transformers movies again with Timmy because she's never seen the live action ones, and I have a special place in my heart. 
Oh, Raving Bob has one more thing. Um, I, I don't want to feel ignored. They just made right. it easy too quick with Quantum Mania while having speed up. Is it cost we get bad advertise the movie? You know. <laughs> Come on. Honestly. That was kind of funny though. It was funny. Break <laughs> the goo dad. It's stupid, like, but it's funny. Like <laughs> But no, I'm it's the, true. Listen, like it really made like a bad aftertaste because it's like it didn't It did. It was a good fight, but I don't think it was I don't The good fight was the ending when it was got it was gratifying, but it just I I do kind of agree with that statement. It, it just didn't feel like the right person to do it. Yeah. You know? It really just didn't. I don't know. And it's just, it wasn't even like that settled into either just the way that Kang was established. Because, yeah, you understand, like, he's basically the conqueror of the quantum realm at this point, And that essentially he, you know, it's it's like, but then past that, you're like, there's no other establishment of his character, you know? Mm. So, had a couple chuckles, so many characters were not needed. Oh, dude. I ain't gonna lie. <laughs> Catherine Newton fan is fine as hell. Okay, I was gonna say she. Man, eyes, man. If we're if we're talking acting, if we're just talking actors who needed to be, I mean, she played really like some type of emotional catalyst, especially with Scott. Otherwise, he Darren, probably would stop being a dick. Huh? Darren needs to stop being a dick. Dick. It's never too late to stop being a dick. <laughs> <laughs> Here's a couple oh funny one-liners. Um. I think the dad was probably unnecessary. I'll give you that one too, but it's kind of like what we were yeah. saying before. Like, if they actually really elaborated with Bill Murray's character a bit more, he probably would have been, meant something a bit more. But he kind of felt like just along for the ride. It wasn't really till the end where he brought out the fucking ants. Was he that important? Which I get, mm. but still, it's like even if you want to go to that point, the ants were so fucking left field. <laughs> they were. <laughs> also, the character of Big Face Man. He literally served. Modoc was funny. He was a comedic. He was comedic relief, bro. Like I understand. Like he, (laughs) no fucking sense. He didn't. He served absolutely no purpose. No purpose whatsoever. And I liked him. It just felt more like I think he was just more of a callback character, you know. Exactly. But I I do agree. He had no fucking point business being. His face was fucked up. The CG was not good. (laughs) 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 He said, "Damn." (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Okay, dude, we gotta we gotta do this. So this episode isn't like four hours long. Transformers. I'm trying to get through the Transformers movies. I watched the cartoon from the 80s. Timmy's never seen them. We got through the first Michael Bay one and Revenge of the Fallen yesterday. And, dude, they are still about as good as I remember. They're not great movies, but they're still a lot of fun. Yeah. I cannot complain. That's Transformers for you. Matt, what did you watch? (laughs) Fucking hell, guy. (laughs) Shit. I mean, I guess today's a Marvel day. Um... What did I watch? I'll be honest. Ant Man was the only <laughs> movie I watched. That's, so that's what I was kind of binging <laughs> on with that. <laughs> so that's the most I had to say this week. So okay. I'll just go so over my music, music real quickly. Um, Nav. Nav. New single. Nav. <laughs> Navajo. <laughs> yeah. Nav. Nav just came out with this. Um, you know, I know a lot of people have mixed opinions about Nav. Um, I'm kind of chill with him. The thing about Nav is like he's like that really good producer kid that knows how to somewhat rap and hangs around the really cool rappers. But he just so happens to make his own music. He's a very hit or miss guy. I think I like his last tape with Wheezy. Tsunami Emergency was pretty good. Brown Boy 2 just fucking sucked. Um, you know, uh, Bad Habits was okay. <sighs> trying to think what else. As a lot of his early SoundCloud stuff is fire, vibes, good time. So he came out with this 
I think last week, yeah, I was right last week. Um, and it's kind of interesting. It has like this little, um, uh, I don't, I guess like dance hall, Jersey club esque type beat rhythm. It's kind of cool. It's like clubby, but it's also like, and you have like these really like mellow, like melancholy type, like Rhodes keys going on here and all that. And, um, it's a pretty, it's a pretty good time. Um, I think, uh, it's nothing deep, obviously. He's just talking about like the usual lot, but it's like kind of like more on the weekend aesthetic where it's like, I talked to all these mm. bitches, man, but <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll give her my credit card to go away, get the weight fuck away from me for the weekend, this and that. But I think it's just like one of those songs that you put on like in the nighttime, like when you're feeling. Dude, Raven like, Bob knows about this guy. Well, you know about, you know, the Nav, Nav is a good producer and a good writer. Uh, he is a great producer. I think I love a lot of his beat making. His songwriting is just a hit or miss for me personally. Cause sometimes like this song, like he personally hits for me cause he sounds pretty, he gets paid to ghost, right? Um, yeah, I wouldn't be surprised by that. I actually heard rumors that he's probably with doing that with Travis Scott. So who knows? I, I would not be surprised in the slightest. I mean, that's a pretty common practice too. Anyway, yeah. Ghost writing, especially even for rappers now, but a lot of people don't want to talk about that, you know, but, um, <laughs> It's true <laughs> for me his voice yeah dude 100 percent. i think especially with like sometimes if, if it's not too much on the auto-tune it actually sounds pretty decent when it's mm. dialed too high what happens is if he sticks to like a certain melody it just sounds like a robot singing it and i don't like that but when he like in this song like he kind of varies a lot of his melodic lines so it's pretty fun so um but overall i give it like a 7 out of 10 oh okay for a so, single from you that's pretty good six and a half seven out of ten so for me it's like you know it's there it's fun it's interesting i think Matt. for me it's a vibe song like specifically nighttime vibe song it's really what it is so what is this destroy lonely no stylist why does every single <sighs> title of the song need to be in caps and i'm so confused i fucking love it love my game <laughs> destroy Japan. lonely is a fun time man you sound like r2d2 a lot but he got <laughs> yeah no nah, but for real you're right though <laughs> He got a boy, man. <laughs> Dude, if you ever get a chance, like, I mean, I'm pretty sure you probably know about it. Go on SoundCloud and look up I'm the Man. Like, I'm the man. that's R2-D2 singing his fucking heart out, you know? Yeah, fucking love it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right, no Destroy Lonely. Destroy Lonely. What is this shit? Destroy Lonely is um, signed to, I believe he's signed to Playboy Cardi's, um, yeah, he signed to Opium. That's Playboy Cardi's uh, label. And um, Card- Playboy Cardi did this thing where, you know, Miguel, I don't know how well-versed you are, but I'm assuming you know what Rage rage rap is essentially rage trap and all that sort of stuff oh uh no 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 so so basically it's hey 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 hey. is that rage rap it's like no (laughs) hey what's the song with future and don Tolliver one time i'll have to check that out this sounds interesting i didn't know they had a song together like that hey um hey but with with, with with rage rap and stuff like that it's essentially you take like edm video game type melodies like really harsh like synths and put them with trap okay. drums and like have like catchy melodies and shit so it's it's essentially like really bright electronic rap rap trap yeah basically it's hard it, I, you'd have to listen because then you get the idea of it like yeah, you know that song like by Mario Judah. Well, it's not by Mario Judah, but it's like um, 
You know the song's like, oh, I miss the rage. You know that song, right? Oh, I miss the rage. That's essentially what the whole style is for That's every other song. Ar- the other Mario Judas song? <laughs> no. <laughs> it's got to be racist. <laughs> no, but so Destroy Lonely. So then what Playboy Cardi did is he played off of that because a lot of people were influenced by a whole lot of red, which a whole lot of red has a lot of, a whole lot uh, of rage rap influence. So, of course, he starts signing artists like uh, Destroy Lonely. And I think um, oh, I Must the Rage is fire, dude. It's still a classic. <laughs> I must the rage. But I like the Mario Judah version better. <laughs> but um, no, so what did I think of this? Honestly, the problem with Rage Rap is just, there's just not a lot of room for variety. And I mean, like, you have people like him and Ken Carson. It's fun. Like, bitch, I wake up. No status. Like, it's fun, dude. It's fun. Oh, that's this guy? But I can't. Yeah. Like, the title track is basically the TikTok hit, essentially. But overall, like, I'm not really. It was fun, but I can't listen to this for, like, Mm. fucking. This is not background music. Yeah, Mario Judah made it. He really did, though. Because I think, if anything, I honestly know his version more than Cardi and Trippies. But I like both at the end of the day. <laughs> they can't see me. Just like I'm Stevie. Uh, fucking good song. My oh my. <laughs> no, stop. <laughs> You're going to cancel guy. <laughs> but um, I think really I had to give it like a 4 out of 10. I a was, 4? Wow. Yeah. The only Damn. good song I really liked was No Stylus. I like all the other songs. They're good. But again, it's just it's like you took that song and you just made a whole album out of it. I'm like, mm. I'm good. Four Not to a whole ten. lot of ideas that you're just kind of doing the same thing over and over again. I don't want to be that fucking boomer that says this shit, but in this instance, yeah, kind of. I'm also you know, I'm really that not and a Casey fan of this trend. and all them. You know this fucking so. trend of like covers having nothing to do with the album or the ideas or the concept behind it. Um, like how oh. your song going to sound like a video game, and that's your cover. Yeah, it's it's see like if you saw Trippy Red's album. Like you, that is like, that is rage. <laughs> like, like if you want a personification, if you destroy, let me check out Roland Thrax. Yeah, he is in the same bag as Cardi and Destroy, but the beat is so wavy. Type of song. I'll I'll add it. Let me let me. I'm gonna, I'm gonna add it on music now. It's called Roland Thrax. Oh, yeah, okay, 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 okay. oh my god! See, it's no called. Uh, yeah. Okay. I'll listen to it. Um, on the way out. Interesting. Um, Alright, what's next for you? Uh, oh, <laughs> another TikTok sack. Watch this with the, the Plug and B remix. So the thing is, I wasn't really introduced to the style of Plug and B until like maybe about a couple weeks ago. And okay. it was some kid in a Discord that was telling me about it. And I was like, is this something that's really going to catch on? These new artists be having barcode song names and wait. No, for real. <laughs> <laughs> that's what I was just saying, dude. Yeah. Like, this shit's just, just a bunch of sense. It's just a bunch of fucking capital letters. <laughs> Boop. Yeah. So Can you imagine how smart that would be though? If your song Because you know barcodes are just the, it's tracking the space between the lines. It's illegal. Well not illegal, but it the thing is because like this goes back to my beat star days. <laughs> it's illegal you can't for do the that title because of your song to be a barcode? You can't. You can't. Why? Because cause then what what'll happen is then you have the potential of essentially fucking up what they call IPC. Which is product placement. So essentially, when you release a song digitally, it gets its own barcode. But if you're putting two different identification codes with it, then it, what can happen is then it gets lost in the system and you start glitching out your page and it just doesn't help your algorithm and it's bad. And if a lot of people kept doing that, 
There's people that have done that, though. There are, of course. People. You, you know damn well I'm not the first person to think of that. <laughs> no, you're not, because I used to see a lot of it. <laughs> Working in distribution and stuff, so. Um, oh, so, so watch this, uh, which is the little... We'll be... Fuck out of here, bro. <laughs> fuck Luigi <laughs> 3. <laughs> yeah, dude. That, it's just crazy. And you know what? It's attention-grabbing in a lot of senses, but other times I'm like, what is this garbage? I, yeah, It makes me not want to listen to the song. Mm. So Plug and B is essentially like... I don't know how to describe it either. Like, I'm really bad at describing new styles, man. Like, it's so bad. <laughs> like, it's one of those things where I just gotta... I just gotta have to, have to have you listen yeah, Watch even better. You know, did you listen? You saw the reel for today? Did you see the reel today or no? Uh, probably. Yeah, yeah. Did you hear the song that was in it too or no? No. Oh, of course you did. I'm sorry. You're right. I, I should only. I shouldn't be paying attention to my friends talking. I should you only really see shouldn't. The song that Stupid picks. as fuck. Because he picks a random song just to get plays on TikTok. Hey man, play the algorithm. You know. I'm, not, anyway. I'm not judging. <laughs> yeah, you are. I am. <laughs> you gonna be like that one guy <laughs> what using a song that i like god damn but i like the song a lot yeah plug and b again like it's a new style to me i kind of got into a loss with it scan my song for a chance and went yo for real Ugh. damn hope you don't take my social security number either <laughs> shit you need to put that in to get the ps5 man come on oh that's right let me put it in chat <laughs> <laughs> so um okay, but you there's like not the really much lyrical content to this but it's a vibe that's all I could say. It's just a vibe. It just That's has most music right now. Yeah, no, but it's it's so fun, dude. It's so fun. Like Uzi's been on this thing where he's not really like trying to rap. He's just creating vibes, and that's fine by me. Um, but yeah, plug and B is kind of this thing where like you essentially have like these hype, like either trap or hip hop or even like dance drums, but then like you have like these smooth ass like fucking like R and B like Rhodes chords on top, so it like yeah. makes this weird texture thing. Yeah. Oh, believe me, brother. <laughs> I've seen a lot of those too. That shit gets crazy. What about emoticons? Emoticons are fine, right? Emoticons? Uh maybe. If you're if you're smart about it, you know. <laughs> overall, the song's like again. I think this one's like a good seven out of ten for me. It's a fun time. Seven. I'm okay. not gonna probably remember it in two weeks, but it's a good time. <laughs> well, I might. Who knows? You know what you will remember in two weeks? Anti Rihanna. It's a very good album. So this is like a classics review album for me because it's like I didn't really listen to this when it came out because I wasn't really into this type of music at the time. But I've been really expanding my palette to like more like pop stuff and just singer songwriter stuff and all that sort of stuff. So once um I think after the Super Bowl performance, I was definitely a bit hitched to just kind of go back in her discography yeah, and see if it was good, which is kind of the whole point. And um of course you know and of course I was going through the hits and Uzi's a legend. I grew up on him. I played his dude classic. I remember you want to hear a story. You want to hear a story, Raven Bob? Before I get into this, oh my god! I remember it was like junior or senior year of high school, and there was this kid. Shout out Adrian Ordonez. I remember he showed me um, X at that time. I think it was sipping tea in your hood. And now, first, I wrote that shit off completely. I said, "You listen to trash ass music." I said, "Who the fuck? This guy painted this shit on a fucking BlackBerry? You know all this stupid shit?" And then, um. But then, like, I think over time, like, it just took over my world in, like, a month. And then that's where I got, like, yeah, I got into Uzi at that time, too. I was really starting to get into Love is Rage and stuff like that. And then I think this was actually around the time that Love is Rage 2 came out, and he was really popping. <laughs> um, it was a weird time. It's either you loved or you hated him, you know? 
but he is a legend and i think he's actually evolving into a lot of cooler things right now so i'm very excited to see his new album come out like i think the pink tape oh man sam i thought x was a weirdo but yeah it really was because again i think i mean i think a lot of people are quick to write um I think like especially newer artists so that's why like after that experience after the whole soundcloud soundcloud wave even especially now like i don't write artists off right away like i used to like especially when say like yeet was coming out and stuff like that because a lot of people fucking hated yeet they still do um <laughs> i'd like some of his songs and i gave it a chance because you have to listen with an open ear if you kind of listen with like a narrow like focus of like oh like i don't i don't i don't i don't like uh you know this just sounds like garbage. I can't understand them, this and that. Dude, people consider Cardi and Uzi are going to be like the next like Kanye and Drake of this generation, which I wouldn't be surprised in the slightest about. And that's fine by me. I think it's going to be a cool time if that happens. Woo! Now, back to Anti. <laughs> um, it's a great album. Nothing else to say. I think I could see why this gets the status that it does. Open it with consider, uh, Consideration, which is features SZA fantastic i think both their vocals really complement each other don't judge a book by its cover yet the one everyone put yet the one everybody put personal modifications on wait what do you mean wait don't judge a book by what do you mean by that my friend put put personal modifications on you you, you know what that means uh you go what you mean personal modifications no i have no idea I have no idea. You gotta be a bit more specific, but see, I'm being a little uh, short bus, you know? You gotta help <laughs> me out here. Oh, <laughs> uh, God. Oh, well, fuck yeah, dude. I mean, <laughs> we always will at the end of the day. Because we always have our personal reservations and shit. What are you gonna do, man? It really just comes down to that. The key is, though, not be a dick. It's never too late to stop <laughs> being a dick. Right, Darren? Right, Darren. Um, Kiss It Better has, like, this, like, you know, grandiose, like, you know, just soul, like, crazy guitar, pop drum shit. It's nice. Um, I think it's basically about kissing her coochie. (laughs) (laughs) Work featuring Drake. Everyone fucking knows that song. That was my neuro, like, oh, yeah, no problem. We'll tell that pig to calm the fuck down and write its sentences a bit slower, right? Like, you know, like, it's getting a little too hectic. What else we got? Needed me. Oh my god, that's a s- banger, fucking banger. Again, I think it just has like these like reverse like chords and like these heavy drums and the chorus hits because it's kind of like what Miguel was saying last week about Rihanna's. Like, yes, I am that bitch. You know, mm-hmm. same old mistakes. Just basically samples the Tommy and Paula song, but Rihanna's vocals just fits on it so much better, and she just kills it. Frank Ocean dropping this year. I fucking hope so because. Honestly, bro needs to fucking get his shit together and start putting out all this shit. I like the singles that he dropped before, but, you know, it's like, homie's on him. He's independent now, so you better figure it out. <laughs> fucking waiting. Dude, imagine he makes, like, an odd future revival. That'd be fucking nuts. Never Ending. That's, like, probably my favorite song on this whole album. It's just a guitar track. Very simple. And just kind of talking about how... Love is a never-ending process because you fall in and out of it so much, but at the end of the day, it's just part of being human. That's kind of a sweet song, you know? I like just hearing her vocals by itself sometimes. Goodnight Gotham, uh, pretty pretty powerful closer, along with uh, Sax With Me. 
<laughs> yeah, me. He was supposed to drop last year, but oh wow, I didn't know that actually. That's sad. I didn't know that. RP to his bro, dude. That's nuts. I didn't know Frank was going fast shit. Jesus. That's sad. Oh fuck. Well, Frank, take your time. I still want the music. Take your time. Let's take your time. RP to your bro. RP to your bro. So anti overall gets <laughs> a nine out of ten. I can see why it gets the status that it does, and hopefully she carries through on this next project. So I'm hoping fingers crossed that works out. Um, and my movie review refer to Ant Man movie. Let's <laughs> <laughs> have it down in the notes. Um, but that concludes stream today. Um, we're gonna be basically doing that whole episode swipe thing because we upload this too tomorrow at 11 a.m we're gonna be talking with our boy patrick because we're yes, releasing fitness a fitness channel stuff. and he's our trainer he's taught us how to be swole boys i'm less fat because of him miguel got swoller but then he's cutting down again because of him so he's getting yeah. muscular boy so we're working on him uh we're gonna talk tomorrow we're gonna see see what his perspective is on being a trainer what goals we have for this year fitness wise what being a trainer means to him and fitness industry, uh, um, what would you call it? Hijinks, frauds, just things to not follow in the fitness industry that will actually potentially hurt you, even harm you. It's fuck it's Ant fuck Man until I die. Hey, yeah. It's fuck volume yeah. till I die. Fuck Ant Man until I die. Hey, yeah, but for real, RP to my homies, but fuck Ant Man. Liver King. Liver King. Oh my God. Okay. So, <laughs> yeah. Uh, just in case, because you know, life can get in the way. Uh, we're going to randomly do the outro right here, even though there's probably going to be a jump. I disagree. If you're watching the full I don't want to do from, it now. I don't want to. I'm going to do it now anyway. Now you do your thing, 21. No, you do it. No, you do it. No, you uh, have you ever heard my friend anything, Bull? We are on TikTok, Twitter, Facebook, YouTube. Did I say we got a YouTube? We got a YouTube. I got to do the outro because we're going to cut this in half. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> On the Well, because you never know, man. Tomorrow we could be doing something with Patrick and then maybe something breaks or something falls out. Or maybe we like have some reason we can't record tomorrow. Yeah, pee pee poo poo. Totally. I, I totally agree. Um, Miguel, what, what have we released as of recent? Oh, that's right. Okay, so recent uploads, recent things that we've had going on. So this is episode 44, but uh, let's see. We, oh, dude, by the time this goes up, we'll have, there's the birthday snack time, birthdays mm-hmm. and things. Matt's birthday's coming up. It's his birthday week, his birthday month. It's always the just eat, bro, dudes who are, ju- uh, yo, exactly. Bro. Just eat, bro. I mean, I love eating, but like- high calorie, <laughs> high calorie, <laughs> local semic index. <laughs> So, Fuck, man. by the time this this episode will go up on Monday, that means last Friday we did the birthday snack time. It's Matt's birthday. My birthday's coming up. We're talking birthdays and emotions. Kind of a pseudo sequel to an episode we did like three years ago. Uh, before yeah. that, there's the bonus snack time of talking about life in the music industry with Tyler, which is just an excerpt from actually last week's episode, episode 43, where we talk movie trailers and surviving in the music industry. Just like this week, we got Patrick on. Last week, we had my buddy Tyler on there. Talked about our lives in the music industry. My life as kind of a performer sort of Tyler and his cover band and Matt being the North star producing God that he is. We just talk about our lives and the things that we've seen throughout there. Uh, and honestly, that's really it. That's it for today. A surprisingly long stream. Cause we really just really got into it about it, man. It's, it's all your fault, Bob. Me. Love you, Bob. It is your Thank fault, you for Bob. being, thank you, like our thank first you for being the first really person that we've that. actually like 
<laughs> broke it to you. You're not the first commenter, but you're the first person to like not just comment and then disappear. You're like, oh, let me watch, let me comment, let me. You're not like our friend, uh, the what? What the fuck? Three day voyeur. Which, by the way, is a disgusting fucking name. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, uh, Bob followed. Thanks, dude. We appreciate fuck you. Fuck yeah, dude. Oh, thank you, sir. Um, check us out. If you're around tomorrow, 11 o'clock Eastern Standard. I don't know where you're located. Thank you. Thank you, sir. You're we amazing. appreciate it. Thank you, sir. We will be here tomorrow at 11. Uh, we might hop on tonight to play some games. We also stream games and things. Uh, you should definitely, definitely peep the YouTube. We have a fucking surprising back catalog in there. I'm Bob and I rave. You know, when I first saw your name, I was like... I was thinking of the right? fucking Ash Ultimate. Bob, do something. That should be like your producer tag. Stop. <laughs> Stop. Crazy. Stop. Crazy, crazy. Ash, dude. You missed it, dude. When you left the game the other day, mm. we didn't get another he- or another DPS. We just had to kick some ass, and it worked out. We won. Did it really? Yes, it did. I it guess I was really the well. um, the bane of existence. You were. So to speak. Always are. Anyway. Alrighty. <laughs> well. Goodbye, people. Goodbye, Thank Bob. So Goodbye, the Bye, people. Bob. Whoever. I'm I'm in a whole other country, so same time tomorrow. Yeah, 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, U.S. So I'm not sure which country uh, you're in, but just to put it in perspective. Well, we started today at like 2. No, what time did we start today? 4? Bob, where are you from? Time be you don't me. have to say it's town, but just give us a general area. <laughs> Hold on, he's typing. I know he's typing. Take your time, Bob. Take your time, Bob. I'll make sure you're informed. <laughs> oh, Norway. Holy shit. Dude, isn't it like fucking nighttime over there? I think it's like, what, like a six hour difference? Me thinks? Hold on. Yeah, oh, wow, dude, I'm, so, I'm be... so on top. Dude, it's like fucking 11.22 by him. Yeah, so if that's the case, oh, shit. 5 p.m. for you tomorrow when we're going to stream. Actually, probably closer to like 4, 4.30 because we'll, we'll some... start to stream as we set up. That's right, actually, yeah. Good call. So, yeah, it'll be around like 5 o'clock for you tomorrow. If you want to check yeah, it out yeah, yeah but alrighty thank you Bob we'll see you tomorrow if you're around and uh to people watching after stream good this is Matt from the future please enjoy our friend Patrick trainer and lifter extraordinaire for the second part of the podcast Woo. hello 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 welcome to the anything bore anything goes my name is Miguel and today is another special special moment even though I just did the intro even though this is like the end of the episode uh Today I'm joined by two of my favorite buddies in the whole wide world. Please introduce yourselves. My name's Matthias Fernandez, you know me. Yeah, I, I know cultural resident on the on the show, you know. <laughs> um, I'm the one who's garnering all these fucking books over here to talk to us, apparently. Who, what's your name, uh, large fellow man? Oh, no, it's my first day out here. Now, uh, my name's Patrick, <laughs> friend of Miguel's, friend of Matt's, uh, resident gym rat of, uh, you know, the local place, right? Um, he is literally, who's that guy who does the garage speech? Like, just here in my garage. My Lamborghini. Like, oh, uh, fucking. Oh. <laughs> what's his name? He was the Andrew Tate before Andrew Tate. He was Tyler. Yeah, Patrick, he's just right? here. You should do that, though. I was like, as a meme, like, here I am in my garage, deadlift 640 pounds. My barbell, <laughs> my, uh, all 45s that are misshapen and none of them match. And my, <laughs> my clips, and one doesn't work. Exactly. I respect it. Yeah, uh, so for people in the episode, yeah, Patrick has been our friend, well, my friend for about, I think, going on about 10 years now. Jesus. Um, I think 
Miguel, I mean, you guys really became friends, what, like, senior, junior year? You've always known of each other because of... We had a lot of friends friends in middle school. Like, I think I've known Miguel since middle school. Uh, Correct me if I'm wrong. Mm -hmm. We've we've been in that same friend group for ages. It was like two years there where I was kind of in with the wrong people, but we're not going to talk about that today. We we always always had that one instance, you know. (laughs) Um, But, you know, while me and Miguel went on to do, like, artsy things and things that don't really pay a lot of money, Patrick was smart and actually went to county college and um but um he's a super smart guy um he's been training us for well his accolades are fucking crazy if mm-hmm. i'm getting down the list right i think he got was it second or third place new york strongest man if i'm correct on that yeah well in terms of competition history um you know i do powerlifting i do strongman uh 2021 i got second place in new york strongest man and in the 308 class at a uh, strongman nationals this past June, I got a uh, ninth. Um, uh, so, you know, I'm also an amateur strength athlete on top of being a personal trainer. Um, it's not my main focus. Obviously main focus is personal training. Cause you know, benching 440 isn't really gonna, you know, put food on the table. Right. I <laughs> mean, you'd be surprised. surprised. No. Yeah, you never true. know. Create a brand presence, you know, yeah, top zero, one percent. You've been doing this for how long, like six or seven years at this point? Well, technically, I think almost a decade at this point, right? So when I talk to people, I say there's a difference between like working out versus training, right? Um, Like anyone can like work out, like you go for a walk or you do a couple of curls, right? But like consistent, like structured training, probably uh, four, five, five years, maybe six, like just after high school. No? Yeah. Yeah. That yeah, that's crazy. I mean, well, it's because it's always it's always felt like longer, but I think it's just because of the impression I got when I first met you. It always kind of felt like that. Um, but yeah, no. Nah, he, if you haven't seen this kid, I mean, we're gonna be plugging him like a motherfucker. You guys better <laughs> fucking sign him up for personal trainers because I'm or like for training because I'm telling you, phenomenal. So for context, he's been our trainer for about um, let's see. I guess for us now, I think when did we start? I know me and Patrick, you and I started. September, I think. We started think we like started around the same two time. weeks after I started with Miguel. Yeah. I think. So that was like what, October or September, something like that at this mm-hmm. point? I think. Yeah. So we've been doing this for about that amount. So like four or five months at this point. And um, the results are there. It's been pretty fun. It's been very I nice. It's... I saved myself from being a fat piece of shit. I'm still yeah, a fat Patrick, piece of for shit. Me has been but like... I'm way less of a fat piece of Dude, shit. It's exactly. so scary. <laughs> like, I. It, 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 it's, it was such a scary thought trying to come back from, you know, for, for those who don't know, I herniated two discs in June of 2021, and that, you know, shatters your fucking confidence, shatters every thought that you have, and then it, from there it comes down to, you know, the, the world's going to tell you it's just PT and doing the same exercise over and over again. It, it's very scary to try and get back into training, and Patrick has been just like, you know, I've had a handful of trainers in my life, but Patrick's been the most understanding and, like, easy to talk to and knowledgeable trainer I think I've ever had. And that's even outside of us being friends. I can text him and be like, dude, my fucking back hurts. Why am I doing this? And he'll be like, well, yeah, but, like, did you arch your back correctly? And I'll be like, mm-hmm. shit. <laughs> yeah, and you know something, you too? I'm really big on um, no two people have the same approach. You know, what's going to work for Miguel isn't going to work for Matt and vice versa. Yeah. You know, there might be some overlap, but I'm all about, you know, little tiny modifications to make it work for you when it comes to being fit or progressing in some way. Um, it's all about making it work for you, whether it's like mornings or afternoons or tackling it this way or tackling it with this direction, with this approach, you know, progressive overload, uh, undulating periodization, you know, 
So it's mm. all about finding what works for you and then sticking with it. Which is very hard to find a trainer. A lot of people will just kind of have this formula and they'll be like, oh yeah, you know, this is custom for you and they'll just throw you into it. It's, it's very hard to find like a very dedicated, good trainer who, who knows what, who not only like knows what they're doing, but cares enough to be like, oh yeah, this person needs this. I need to do this for this person. And then you go to a completely separate person and you're like, oh yeah, you know, they need, I'm going to build this from the ground up and do it like this for them instead. It's, it's refreshing. I agree. I think, especially coming back after such a long period, well, I mean, long is a fucking understatement. <laughs> I think from the time I started training with Patrick to, I've had, I was trying to tr- like learn myself earlier this year, but it kind of came to a point where I was like, I'd rather get somebody who's pretty knowledgeable, but also someone who won't fucking rip me off. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, of course, I found a- the right guy for that. I mean, you know, like my 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 history of contacts with the gym has just mostly been um, se- severely low caloric de- uh, deficit to the point where it was almost borderline unhealthy, mm-hmm. and I lost a lot of weight real quickly. But the issue that came about with that is, of course, and as Patrick would soon teach me, is that just because that's happening doesn't mean that your metabolism's keeping up with that sort of stuff. So especially when COVID hit, everything just came back, and it was fucked. I mean, between like other issues like that, I've been pretty open about, like with like drinking and smoking and stuff like that and all that sort of stuff it's just not good so when i came back oh my god this shit was fucking rough but he was patient you know and we just started with the baby weights and especially with the schedule that i had at that time it was getting fucking nuts but i mean now it's i mean it's still been busy now but at least when i go it doesn't feel like like i actually feel excited to go to the gym because of patrick now it should be your nowadays yeah exactly because like i think a lot of people was that (laughs) You lift some weights and you do some screaming and that's the whole thing. It's awesome. But as I'm saying, that internal screaming, just like when you, when I go other places, like, hi, how are you doing today? You know, get that fucking extra test rage out, you know? Yeah, buddy. Yo, lightweight. If you could pick it up off the ground, lightweight. It's good for the soul. But, uh, a little bit of screaming is good for the soul, you know? It has to be, man. It's very cathartic, you know? And, um, but, uh, but now, yeah, no, I, I think it's, it's definitely my happy place now. I think. Because it also just becomes like a sense of like other things like accomplishment and making milestones. And I mean, I'm sure Miguel's been at this point anyway, but like for me, it was kind of a big deal to start benching past like a 45 plate. Like that was a huge deal it's for me. It's a great me. feeling, dude. To break yeah, any kind of plateau like, is like, you're like, oh yeah. my God. Yeah, dude, for real. Because like now, like you just see that. I mean, I guess it's a competitive thing that's coming inside me now with Paul's where it's like, um, <laughs> you see you see the numbers going up so of course you want to reach that but patrick's also been pretty good at teaching patience and expectation like it's not an immediate thing i think one of the best things he said to me was um you know you're we're, me and miguel are pretty much only at three percent of what our bodies are capable of and that just gives me a lot of hope you know so yeah, most uh, most uh now granted Veering off a little bit from general fitness, uh, most strength athletes, they hit their peak after a decade of training, you know, muscle, especially if you're not like, you know, shooting up uh, trenbolone acetate or something, you know, it takes a very, very long time to build up because you're creating this stimulus for your body. All exercise is a stimulus, you know, you're creating a stimulus and your body's like, okay, I have to adapt from this and I have to grow and then rinse and repeat tens of thousands of times until you're jacked. You know, so it's a very, very <laughs> slow process. <laughs> yeah, man. I mean, but it's it's crazy, man, because it's like, because it's like I don't, you know, with all due respect, like I never really understood it even till now. But I think 
you get it's like what you're saying you get to a certain point when you do plateau so you get impatient you know like like what like what like what's your what's your boundary with that sort of stuff because i think i know we've talked about it a little bit but i'm curious because it's like it's very discerning right like let's say like from the point of view from a strength athlete like how how much how much do you think should be allotted and what what where does the i guess where does the uh morality meet the practicality of it where does it make sense and where does it draw like cross the line so in terms of like what to do when when hitting a plateau or i'm i guess it i guess in that sense yeah like what do you do at that point like would you like how would you guide somebody off of not doing something like that like trend or anything like that so <laughs> I will say, it's a very, it's, I want to see, I want to see how well you can navigate a client like that. If you ever had one like that, I don't know. Yeah. Um, I think it ultimately how it starts. And of course I'm not going to, not to give a cop out answer of, Oh, it depends. Like everyone <laughs> says, right. But I would definitely have to ask the person, you know, like, what are you doing this for? You know, like, are you doing yeah, this yeah. like to feel good? Are you feeling, are you doing this? Cause you want to be, you know, your best or, you know, whatever you're trying to accomplish, you know, sometimes we get so, some people they'll major in the minors, right? We'll get so fixated on, oh, I wish I could, you know, I want to curl five more pounds or, oh, my shoulder isn't bulging quite the way I wanted to. <laughs> but then go, go, go way back to like, why did you start? Right. And what is that foundation? Right. So that foundation is, oh, I want to be fit or I want to be, want to be jacked. Look good really during strong, sex. Right? And then you go up that pyramid where it's like, oh, like benching more or, you know, getting more vascularity in my forearms. Right. And yeah. yeah. You can kind of get lost in it when you get in too deep and think, oh, well, I'm instead of being patient through this plateau or trying a different approach, I'm just going to veer off into into PEDs. And well, don't get me wrong, like what you want to put into your body, what can I really say? But I have my own opinions and really it's almost like, do you want to be patient or do you want to try a different approach or do you want to just your way off and just try like that that nuclear option right so if it was someone i was yeah. working with i would definitely uh you know ask them like you know why did we start there's there's pros and cons to everything you know the pros to you know hopping on hopping on the secret sauce right uh, obviously you're gonna uh, <laughs> you're gonna jump up a bit uh but then there's also the drawbacks you know like what it does to your kidneys to your liver to your heart um and of course the pros and cons to not doing that and just being patient or trying a different approach is yeah you could in in that sentence you're gonna have to be patient but at, over time anything you know you just you keep hacking away at a tree eventually it's gonna fall over you know so patience yeah. is a huge one makes sense yeah because you know it's interesting because i think you're one of the first people i ever talked to that said that it's okay to do this for vanity because like what you were saying about especially with like having like certain muscle groups and everything kind of having like a certain, like, cause I'm sure I watched, you know what I watched the other day for the first time. I'm sure you've seen it a million fucking times is pumping iron and like how Arnold would just talk about how I do it this certain way because I just need this certain thing. I'm like, you're really trying to pinhold those like expectations of yourself. So I think what happens is it's very, I think it's, that's the sad part about really pushing yourself, especially in a gym. Cause at a certain point, your expectations start to get higher and higher and higher, mm. you know? And, even to myself, like it's kind of, it's not a, it's not a major difference, but it's definitely noticeable. But even then, so you still get those days where you're still thinking like, fuck man, like five more pounds, man, why do I, why am I shaped like a McChicken? 
fucked. fucked. And you know <laughs> something too? You know? Um, and this, this might be a hot take. Uh, I really think that, like, yeah, yeah, like you said, like, vanity, if vanity is keeping you in the gym, <clears throat> okay. You know? You, know, like, you need something to get up in the morning, you know? You know? He keeps like, you in there. Yeah. Yeah, yeah man, I want to look good naked. That's, I mean, I've told that to Patrick multiple times. That's literally all I fucking do this shit for. That's literally the reason why I'll go spend two and a half fucking hours there. Whatever will keep you in the gym. Like, dude, there's, like, some exercises I'll do that I either wouldn't program for my clients or I would very sparingly program. And I kid you not, I do them just because they're fun. But that's going to help me. That's going to help me adhere, right? (laughs) So, yeah, more fun. You're more likely that you're going to adhere to it, you know? Obviously, yeah. That's one thing I've noticed he's really good at, too, Miguel. Is like he he knows how to pick shit that's just, like, it makes you feel accomplished. Like, I don't know about you, but some of the shit that I get sometimes... That's, That's what, what I'm did. saying. Dude, <laughs> as someone with herniated fucking discs, for him to be like, oh yeah, you're doing this special squat and now you're going to do plates. I'm like, what? And then you Chuck, do it Chuck and then you get even heavier. And Chuck you're like, what? <laughs> yeah, <All right>. okay. Fucking <laughs> 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 hell, dude. Uh, yeah, no, it's, it's, very nice. it's I, I, I love it. I agree. Um, Miguel, talk, you, so. How how have you been with that sort of stuff? Because I obviously we we talked about it a couple times, but like, do you think that Patrick's done like a pretty good job at like managing all that sort of stuff with your back and stuff? I feel like, like how do you feel when you go now? From a client perspective, I feel like Patrick is underpaid because I will text him at seven in the morning <laughs> about whether or not I'm doing this correctly. I'll text him at fucking eleven at night and be like, "Do my back still hurts?" I'll put far too much information in the uh, the program that he emails me. Just talking about my back and all these things. I just, he has been, there, there's, so wh- when I say this also, because I, I've had other trainers before that I, I really enjoy. This isn't me knocking any of my past trainers, but there's something special about like the understanding and the, the ability for, for if, I, if I hit Patrick up and I'm like, dude, I've been doing this workout and my back is killing me and, and whatever, he'll be like, all right, so let's, he's, he's ready to just pivot or just be like, well, what if you tried it this way? Try it this way, do something else. But it's at the drop of a hat. If I need it, he's just there. He's he's like, here's here's your answer. Like like first <laughs> thing in the morning. Like, cause you know, I go to the gym at like the fucking crack of dawn. I'll text him and be like, dude, I don't think I'm doing this right. This is hurting a lot. And the minute he gets up, he's like, well, it's probably okay. Well, like this instead. <laughs> it's it's been very nice, and it's <clears throat> you know, it's. It's it's a nice education thing too because he won't just tell me to do things. He'll be like, "Well, this is the reasoning behind it," and be like, "I'm telling you to do this, but you're doing it like this because x x y and z." So it's it's nice to be able to learn, and it's it's I don't want to just harp on on my back because it, it's been this huge thing that's taken me like two years to get over or like get to a point of being able to manage it without PT and doctors and medication. But now it, it's also like being in a bulk and him and me being like Patrick, I really want to bench two twenty five by Christmas time. And he's like, yeah. all right, let's do it. <laughs> he's like, eat this, get the protein, do this every week. And then when I'm like, all right, you know, I, I, I remember in December, I was telling him like, oh yeah, you know, I'm going to start this cut, I think in like March or oh, April. Shit. He's like, all right, so when you get back, we're going to keep trying to beef up. And then in like two weeks into January, I was like, dude, I'm having, not having a mental breakdown, but I'm like, I, I want to look good naked again. I really miss that. I was like, I want to start the cut like four weeks earlier. He was like, okay. Here we go. Do this Shit. instead. 
Let's do it. <laughs> Let's do From it. my perspective, that's just that's my job. That's what I'm supposed to do. And what what I mean is, like, in my opinion, a good personal trainer, I should be able to explain every single exercise, why you're doing it, what it's for, every set, every rep, everything, right? And Jeez. on top of that, I should also be able to get you to your goals. And if I can't, I feel like <clears throat> that's not a good ref- – like, it's a poor reflection – Everything, whatever I can get my clients to is a very, that is my worth as a trainer. It's not how much I can do. It's not, you know, not to, not to say education isn't important. Of course it is. Right. But I think the results that I can get people, you can't argue those. They're very objective. Yes. Yeah. No, for sure. I mean, we've seen it with countless people, man. I mean, even when you post them up there too, you're like, shit, they were that fat. <laughs> that's like, always that my favorite. Ben's post. <laughs> Fuck that motherfucker because he fucking put the stupidest photo of me. I look like fucking what's that shit? That fucking marshmallow dude from Ghostbusters. Bro, God damn! Well, who told me I should wear that? Face, you were like, bro, because literally, like when I used to look, see when I look up now, right? It's not as bad, right? It's like I could see my neck again. <laughs> In the fucking photo, <laughs> I look like I'm getting my fucking heads getting squashed down like fucking Resident Evil. Oh like, dog, you look like like yeah, Super yeah. Mario. Was it was it Mario with the hammer where they hit the head and they go like that or? Yeah, yeah motherfucker! I'm like this shit <laughs> walking around like. Yeah, how did I break? Yeah, it was. I don't see. It's scary, really thinking back on that sort of stuff because you know what? I was like, I remember those nights too. Like, I never. I don't think I ever told you this, but there was like nights where I couldn't breathe. Like that's how bad it was. Sleep apnea. It was like, like scary. I, it's not like I'm not trying to say that in a fucked up way, but I'm just saying, yeah, it, it was because like I remember, like I used to, like I just got the watch from Miguel at this time, so it, it checks like like how well you're sleeping, like your respiratory rate, this and that. I saw a couple periods where it dropped, and I'm like, motherfuck, dude, like fucking thirty thirty um beats a minute. I'm like, dude, that's not good. An average, I think, when you're sleeping is like what forty to fifty. Highest at 60. Yeah, sure. yeah, it drops a lot when you're sleeping. But, dude, but 30, 30 to 29 are BPM, dude, holy fuck. I had a, I had a fucking, I shit my pants. I was like, fuck, man. <laughs> but it's scary because so, sleep apnea, your body's, li- you're literally, like, crushing yourself, you know? Yeah, dude, even if I'm laying on the side, like, the fucking, like, the fat would just... <laughs> <laughs> Like, it was... That's what really motivated me to get with you, too, because it was like, man, it's like, you ever hear, like, those people talk about anti-visions and shit? And be like, if you keep doing this XYZ behavior, then you're going to stay here forever. So you kind of create the anti-vision. And for me, the anti-vision was being a fat piece of shit. And again, like, not to be going red pill, but I'm just saying, people, like, in a lot of ways, too, like, people may not respect as much by your appearance. Because, like, the way I see it, it's like, I'm not saying that if you, if... If you're active and you're at that like position, I think in my opinion it's like it's okay because it's like at least if you're trying to better yourself in that sense. But the whole glorification of fat culture, I just I fucking <laughs> smile. Yeah. I mean, I'm not I'm not really a good candidate for it, but if you see where I came from before, I'm definitely saying, Yeah, I don't fucking want to go back there and mm-hmm. not to mention all the other factors for me, like just getting over mental stuff and everything. It's 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 actually made bigger different a bigger of a difference than um what people might think and again like going like i don't mean to harp on it too much but that's where i get annoyed at like just subcultures like that where it's like it's okay to be a bigger person i do agree but you have to you like it's like that joey diaz thing just do something 
You know, you, you, you do drugs, do anything, just do something. So, you know, you know like, what it is, man? It's because there's an acceptable range, right? Like, if you're like a bigger guy, 220, 230, 240, no one really cares, right? But when, when you're like so far, so far off, like 350, 400, like, it's, you're literally dying. You know, like, yeah. like <laughs> you're like a walking time bomb. And that's why it's, you know, if it, if there was like a hormonal imbalance or a disability that is making you like that against your will, that's a different story. Right. But exactly. the reason why, like, it's hard to find sympathy sometimes is because it really kind of is something in your control. Right. Now, granted, yeah, there's outliers again. Like if you have a hormonal issues or maybe, uh, like a lower income area where all, all you can afford is like McDonald's. Like that's a different story. Right. But the majority of the population, okay. no one's making you eat that, you know? No. no. You have such a high decision on what to put in yourself. No one's telling you to go get the Funyuns. You're doing it yourself. Yeah. You know, you, you pick that bag out. <laughs> it's not their debit card. It's your debit card. <laughs> like, that's right. <laughs> uh, I feel name? like, My I name. feel like it's definitely this just like, it's it's a very good movement. You know, this whole movement of, of acceptance that we've had over the last 10 years between gender acceptance and being accepting of your body and what, who, like everybody's different. I think that's amazing. But there is a line to all of it. And the line 100%. is you – can, you can't even say – you get canceled that's if you so. say the word fat. Is that that's a thing? So. Yeah. You but, call anybody but, but like a fat, fat, so. fat acceptance <laughs> and fat culture is is over the line. Yeah, because people just take like the simple things, and they fucking blow them up to these horrific proportions. And then all it takes is a couple gullible people to be like, "Oh my god, yeah, man, I'm five, I'm five fifty. I'm so glad that I finally found my group. This is great, man." <laughs> like, dude, it's it sucks. Like, well, on that point, you have you ever? Had, I've, I mean, I'm sure. Do you watch uh, Nicocado Avocado? You know, you know of him, obviously. That fucking. <sighs> Yeah, I I don't mean to bring him in the conversation, but he's a big proponent of that because yes. it's true, bro. There was okay. I was morbidly curious, so he came up in my recommended on YouTube, so I wanted to see. So I was looking at it, and he went to this burger place in Las Vegas. I think it's called the Heartstopper Burger. So the whole premise of it, it's like those like gimmicky restaurants where like, oh, if you finish this extreme amount of food, it's free. Then um you. Uh, you you get a free meal and like pictures and all that and your name on a wall and all this shit. First of all, that's fucked up because it's gamification of yes. unhealthy habits, you know. But bro was actually so what they do is the way you before and after, right? So and then also see too if you gain like weight or any shit like that, then they'll fucking mark it. And he was so happy that he was like four twenty four thirty. I'm like dog, but look at you. How do you breathe? It was more genuinely upsetting than anything. I know it's out of entertainment, but that's yeah. a little committing too much to the bit. Completely. You know, I it think makes me feel finesse. uncomfortable like promoting that sort of shit. I think homie's finessing. I think he knows exactly what he's doing. He's riding this wave right now of deliberately gaining all this weight and getting all the attention and making as much money as possible. And then he's going to turn on a dime one day and he's going to like... He can either market a fitness journey and make another fortune off of that. Or he's just like, like what I would do personally is if you have that much money, I'd fucking 
get a trainer, get some lipo, and then drop off the face of the earth. Because you're like, yeah, I dude. made my money. I, I don't give a shit. That's <laughs> it. Made your bag. Yeah, that's a good <laughs> point. You can. That's a good point, that's, too. It really is. It's almost yeah. like a modern-day equivalent of, like, gladiators or something, right? It's like human suffering for entertainment. Like, how many subscribers does this guy have on YouTube? How popular is he? I think he made an OnlyFans, too. Like, oh <laughs> I'm going to find out for Takes you. Right now, at the moment, he has 3.5 million subscribers. 2.5? God, bro. And it just, it gets worse. What the fuck, man? I'm just, see, like, I don't, I don't know if it's on stream. I don't know if you're showing any screens, Miguel, but oh my, this is disgusting. I'm literally going to the front page, right? And it's just, I think, I'm assuming that's his boyfriend and stuff, too. Dude, fucking 10,000 calories. They're having, like, fucking, God knows how many amounts of fucking ramen, fucking sodiums through the fucking roof. It's a fucking salt mine in their veins. It's fucking crazy. The people, you can make a pretty good argument that all those viewers are only adding fuel to the fire. If he didn't have that courtship, he wouldn't be like that. I really think. Hell Hell yeah, yeah, dude. 100%. It's a shame, honestly, because it's like, again, like, I don't, oh my God, but you know what it is, God. too? It's, it's a lot of younger kids, you know? It's Dude, really what it comes down to. Look how smaller he is in his pinned video. Yeah, yeah, he was, like, normal like, sized back in the day. <laughs> yeah. So, like, it's so sad, dude. Like, I'm telling you, it's, it's terrible. He got lost in the sauce, man. Yeah, he did. No shit. He got too much in his fucking hot sauce. With hungry fat chick. What? Man, are you watching the video? No, I'm just. <laughs> I, I have it on the stream. It, it's just. I'm looking at the thumbnails. Yeah, did just look at that with hungry it's fat like, chick? Is that her name? Is that her legal name? I guess so. Hungry fat chick. I bought a 2.3 million dollar penthouse. Exactly. Homie's finessing. That's what I'm saying, man. That's it's the whole thing. Wild. Uh, but um, yeah, it's 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 a shame. Uh, I would like to income is from all us too. Million. That's just him eating and crying. <laughs> That's what I'm, I'm, I'm working forty fucking hours a week and this man gets to eat fucking ramen and kill himself. I mean, it's not really a good trade off when you think about it. Eat food and go and that's it. Shit. Well, you know, that's just a sad reality of it. Patrick, um, I have a couple questions that I'd like to ask you specifically about supplements and things. Supplements, vitamins, things of that nature. This also relates no, to ready. No, they don't give you one and a half inches and two ready. Unfortunately not. Him. Yeah, you gotta get surgery. Oh, you gotta get surgery on your piece for that. <laughs> so. Tyler's in the chat. Everybody say hello. Hi, Tyler. Hi, Tyler. I'm gonna I'm gonna see it's ah how you doing? How you doing? So I'm gonna be hold on, I'm I'm gonna be a oh, jerk. No. This is going to sound very rude. Oh, no. I need some coffee. I need focusing. It's not you guys. It's me. I'm just tired. Give me a second. That's you guys, guys can still talk, out. though. I'm going to make coffee, too, then. Hold on. 30-second intermission. Three, two, one. Wipe. Fuck y'all. Fuck y'all. I, got I got my iced iced coffee. coffee. Let's go. I'll be, I'll be back. Patrick, I know you can still hear me. Uh, yeah. 30 seconds, and I'll do the wipe back. Wait, so are we live right now or now? Okay, we're back. So that was fun. <laughs> <laughs> we, we're fueled up. I'm the, so the hardest part about streaming right now is just that it's hard to keep the endurance up, you know? At least in my opinion. It's hard to keep the endurance up during sex. So, yeah. Patrick, what I was saying was, uh, I, in just personal experience, I've had a lot of different experiences with different supplements, and I just kind of want to get your opinion on them. 
because there's certain things we've spoken about or that we haven't, and I want to gauge like the whole thing. Got it. Got it. Good. Okay. So, right. I, I actually, <laughs> I, I, I was yelling on the Discord. <laughs> I grabbed a couple of the supplements that I have. Some of them I take. Some of them I don't. I'm just, I'm, I'm gonna bring them up, and I'm, I'm, you give me your opinion on what I show you. Okay. So we're going to play, play Who's That, that Pokemon? Pokemon? It's going to be Smash or Pass. Protein pass. It's way protein! Smash or Pass. Horrifically not in focus. I, I think that is way. Can't tell from yes. here. Okay, that is way. Yeah. We should just quiz them on it. Don't even <laughs> tell them what it is. <laughs> Alright, so. Way is a very easy to break down protein. It's good to have right after you work out, and most people, they get plenty of carbs, plenty of fats. If you're really active, you might get some protein, but you probably most people probably aren't getting as much as they should, right? Now, there's a big, there's a wide, acceptable range. You know, the typical gym bro is like, yeah, you got to have a, a gram of protein per pound of body weight. You don't have to go that crazy, right? Um, that's a lot. Uh, yeah, that is, that is a lot. Like. Me, like, that would mean me having 290 grams a day. The best I can do right now is, like, 240, 250. And even that, I'm, like, like I, I could close my eyes and, like, taste, the like, the tuna that I have every night, you know? But, um, it's, 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 it's a very convenient way. Ah, get it, right. Yes. It's a very convenient way to uh, <laughs> get protein in is in some form of, like, powder or uh, shake form. But anyway, so... Touching on what I said a second ago, because I don't want to just leave off on that with the whole gram per you know, pound. Um, mm-hmm. A gram per kilogram of body weight is good. So that is, so pounds a kilogram, you divide it by 2.2. Um, if that's too much, you can also just look at it about 0. 0.6, 0. 0.7 grams per pound of body weight is, in my opinion, pretty good. Um, so let's say if you're a... Uh, 200 pounds, right? That's like 140 grams of protein, which I don't think is an unreasonable ask. Um, you know, there's got to be some effort. You're not going to hit 140 grams of protein by accident, you know, unless if you're like, you know, me or Ben, where we're eating, you know, like a small goat basically every day. But uh, At I least, think yeah. that's reasonable. Very, very reasonable. Very okay, reasonable. okay. Uh, before I ask another, are you a double shake a day kind of person? Double shake a day, as in, what, like... Two shakes. You do, you do two, two a day? A day? No, well, no, I do. <laughs> so, I, uh, I'm i never hungry in the morning, and, you know, this kind of echoing what we were talking about earlier, where make small tweaks to make it work for you, right? So, I'm never hungry in the morning, and shakes generally aren't as filling as, like, you know, uh, an omelet or something, right? So, I'll actually... I'll do like two to three scoops of protein uh, in a shake, and that'll be like the first thing I have in the morning with like either like some fruit or a wrap or something um, or like some toast. So instead of like two a day, I'll just do one giant one at the beginning of the day. Oh, and later okay. in the day, I'm pretty hungry, so usually good from there. Respect. Next, plant protein. Plant protein. Tastes like dirt. Otherwise, it's pretty good. Plant protein versus ninety-five percent absorption. Oh yeah, you saw my ramp right before my uh, ramble last night. Um, so plant protein—it's a little bit less uh, bioavailable, as in like it isn't absorbed quite as well as animal protein. Now, I don't have the exact scientific reason why. You can probably guess that. Well, 
animal protein, you're eating the meat, you're eating the muscle, right? And if that's going right to your muscles, uh, muscle protein synthesis, it might be a little bit better for that. But that's just taking shots in the dark. I don't know the exact reason why, but that's just the ballpark, maybe. But generally, uh, yeah, animal, animal protein, you absorb about 95%. Um, if my research is correct, and then uh, plant protein is 85%. And the thing is with plant protein, if you look at your plant protein powder, it's probably going to say that it's from like uh, some kind of wheat, some kind of bean, or some kind of pea. Usually you have to mix it, right? Because there's nine essential protein, amino acids. Brown rice and chia and, seed. I'm sorry? Pea, brown rice, and chia seed. There you go. Um, yeah, quinoa. Quinoa is good too. Um, but you see that sometimes. Uh, quinoa, I believe quinoa. Quinoa. Yes. Um. So animal protein has, and animal protein includes dairy. It has nine essential amino acids, and you know, we need all those amino acids. Like uh, lysine helps you absorb calcium. Uh, methionine, I believe, it helps. Uh, break down fat slash stop the accumulation in your arteries of uh, fat, right? So these are all like good amino acids. They're not just for muscle building. Uh, three of the nine are though. Um, so animal <laughs> protein has all nine essential amino acids. Plant protein, excluding quinoa and maybe one other, it usually only has like a part of that, right? Like uh, a okay. bean. It'll say, oh, this is seven grams of protein per serving. Um, but it's really only like three or four out of those nine essential there. The other, you know, five you might get out of like whole wheat, right? So the only one I know off the top of my head that you could combine to make a complete protein is some kind of legume and some kind of wheat. If you have that together, that can make a complete protein. Um, huh. But basically, coming full circle, uh, animal protein is very convenient, not only because you absorb it better, but because you don't have to pair different types of uh, that protein to make a complete protein that makes sense yeah. okay i mean speaking of uh, speaking of amino acids uh i used <laughs> to take this a lot while i was lifting but i don't right now so i want your opinion bcas if you struggle to get protein in your diet bcas could help a little bit in my opinion you're better off just trying to get more protein i don't really think they're worth Speaking of someone who worked at a GNC for a little while and, you know, <laughs> <laughs> right. And, you know, I'm a personal trainer and GNC exposed, exposed. right. And, uh, you know, I'm studying for my uh, nutrition coaching cert right now. So of course, what I'm telling you guys is as your friend, not as a professional suggestion. Right. But anyway, um, Gotta be very specific about yeah, that. Yeah, exactly. Legal reasons. But <laughs> uh, amino acids, uh, unless if you're like, if you're awful at getting protein in, then yeah, they might help you a little bit. But remember, BCAAs, they are three of the nine essential amino acids. Those branch chain amino acids. Um, mm. Nuts. Peanuts, I believe, also have BCAAs. So it kind of circles back to what I said a minute ago to where, yeah, they're all right. But they're not a complete protein, and really, you're better off just cutting out the middleman and um, yeah. just trying to get more protein in your diet instead. Okay. Yeah. I got two more. That's fair. That's fair. Creatine. Creatine is probably the most researched supplement. <laughs> um, 
it is pretty safe. It, uh, you know, to my knowledge, uh, very popular. I personally don't take it only because, and everyone's surprised when I tell them that though, uh, only because, I'm not, I'm not. I'm fucking fucking you. <laughs> only because, um, I eat a lot of red meat, um, whether it's, you know, beef mm. or bison or lamb. Um, I believe one pound of beef has, I want to say a gram of creatine, one or two grams of creatine. C- could be wrong, though. Yeah. Don't quote me on that. But there is creatine in red meat. Um, there is also creatine in uh, chicken as well. But really, all animal protein um, has creatine because creatine is what your body uses to make um, ATP, and ATP is the uh, energy molecule, the energy currency, right? Mm. Make the ATP. And uh, that is like the spark that lights the explosion, which is a muscle contracting. So it can help you with squeezing out another rep or two in the gym. It could help you maybe feeling a little bit stronger on a weaker day. Uh, I believe five grams a day is the uh, you know normal serving suggestion. Uh, I know a lot of powerlifters, a lot of uh, like of athletes, like even like sprinters who like to take creatine. So it's good. You know, it's a legitimate uh, supplement that is research backed that does work. Um, it's kind of like some other supplements where I just get so much red meat in my diet and I don't have this like, oh my God, I always feel drained kind of feeling with uh, with what I currently do in the gym because of my diet. That, I'm, mm. that for me, I'm like, eh. But I wouldn't really tell anyone like, you know, I would never say, like, oh, hey, this is awful, don't take it. Or, oh, It's probably one of the best supplements you could take. Um, it's probably right up there with, like, a protein. You know? Protein's pretty good. Okay, that's fair. That's fair. That's fair. That's fair. So, I got one more for you. And then, I actually have a question. So, this one, I haven't taken it in a very long time for a very obvious reason. Matt and I have a fun history with it. Uh, it's pre-workout. Um, so and caffeine and everything. Pre-workout. Now, in my my own, my own opinion, really, is that ninety to ninety-five percent of like the benefit of pre-workout is really just the caffeine. Um, some of my best workouts ever have been just a shot of espresso, or two shots of espresso. Mm-hmm. You know. Um, so yeah, there, there's like a, there's like citrulline in there, um, arginine, uh, beta alanine. So citrulline, arginine, you know, they'll they'll help like open up your blood vessels. Uh, so they're good for a pump, uh, especially because caffeine is a uh, vasoconstrictor. So caffeine, in theory, might make it a little bit harder to get a pump. Um, Personally, I haven't really noticed a difference in getting a pump with caffeine versus pre-workout, but that's just anecdotal evidence, right? Um, so, and let's see, it's beta-alanine. So beta-alanine is in most pre, which is that tingly feeling, if you guys are familiar. Mm-hmm. Um, that delays mm-hmm. lactic acid onset, which is, you know, let's say you're doing like a heavy set of 10, right? And by seven or eight reps, like you're really burning, nine or 10, it feels like your muscle fire, right? So... All that that does, beta alanine, it just delays it. So maybe instead of feeling it by 9 or 10, you'd be feeling it by 11 or 12 or 13. So it's good, you know. Um, it's just not going to make a massive difference. So 
I always tell people with pre-workout, what you're basically paying for is caffeine that tastes really good. So if that's if that's okay with you, then cool. Like I, I'll, I have free every once in a while. Um, money wise though, and just like convenience. It racks the fuck fuck up, up, dude. Yeah, it really can. Because <laughs> like I went to GNC. I think I think I've had. Well, no, not even now because you sent me a fucking care package, which they're fucking delicious, by the way. But um. <laughs> You know, yeah, it's like fucking 30, 40, 50 bucks a tub. And I'm just like, now I'm, I'm becoming the same way, Patrick. Cause it's like for me, like today, well, I say that, but I'm having a cup of coffee for the first time today. And then I'm going to have, um, you know, a, like a scoop of pre <laughs> before I go. So Dude, I miss I'm not really the best candidate to talk about not using it, but I, I hear where you're coming from. You do even like these brands will just overcharge you because they feel like what 100%. you're saying, they'll promote the extras that 5%, mm-hmm. you know, like all those extra stuff. So, yeah. which again, I'm sure it's good and it's helpful, but you know, yeah. it's, uh, I think, um, we'll stick to the beam. I think I that's mean, the message we, of the we day. Spoke, we have a whole episode dedicated to it. I'll put it in the description where Matt and I spoke about our, our time with caffeine and the gym, but dude, I miss pre-workout. There is something so nice about you you just take a scoop you're you're like your head's racing because you got all this caffeine like all the memes are completely true where it's like you're on this ton of caffeine and the girl thinks that you're staring at it but you feel like you're on a fucking mission dude that's what it feels like i'll never forget the first time i did it and i just couldn't stop scratching my fucking head uh (laughs) remember when we used to do it and we did we ran on the treadmill yeah just asking for a heart attack attack. yeah i I would never (laughs) i would i've never had free before cardio i'm too scared to it's a horrible idea. I don't know why it's we did. It's a terrible idea. Patrick, you should not I even consider it. Story of the first time I took pre. Oh. No. Oh, oh my god, dude! When I was with Brendan, right? This was this has got to be like four and a half years ago. It was lit. So and lit has like two hundred fifty milligrams per scoop. Uh, I thought it worked like protein, so it was like, oh, put one scoop per eight ounces. I was like, oh, oh okay, no. my shaker is sixteen ounces. Oh, no, let oh, me put shit. the two scoops in there. And then I was like, hold on, that amount of powder doesn't seem good enough. Let me add another half scoop. Dude, I like, we went to the gym, I couldn't stop scratching my head. I think we got through like two sets on the bench. I went to the toilet, I shit my pants, and I remember blacking out as I fell over. I didn't fall off the toilet, but I I like blacked out and I was like, I was like, I need to go home. Oh my god, your heart. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, that's like, dude. I get anxiety. That just stresses me out hearing it. (laughs) For me, if I have too much, I just get anxiety. Like, I get just anxious. I'm like, you know, during the walls. Yeah. I mean, you got to become Walter White at a certain point because it's really a science. Like, for Mm. me, I know in my head how I'm feeling and what I need for the day. So, I I understand. Like, I commend you if you guys are caffeine non-dependent. But for someone who's been a user for God knows how long and has probably... I mean, Patrick can keep up with me, though, because I think he told me one time he had a whole a pot of coffee by himself. By himself I think my record is two pots in one night <laughs> when I was studying uh, anatomy and physiology. Anyone watching who's taken that, they know. They, they know why. <laughs> That's <laughs> mass memorization. Oh, my God. Yeah, so, I want to freak out no, Patrick no. some more. Uh, the most caffeine I've had in one day, I think, was like 15 cans of Monster. 15? Well, I told you this story. No, I do remember because I, I remember we talked about the story with that. But I know, but this still, like I, it just school. rung back again. I was like, holy shit. We used to have this drink. Well, I, I don't specifically know the amount. Basically, <laughs> it was this drink, mixture. right? So we took a liter it's of Dr. Pepper. 
And this is like oh, middle no. school. So there's a bunch of monster energy drinks that don't exist anymore because they were taken off shelves. But you, you would take like the monster energy or uh, extra strength, the regular big one with the twist cap. There was that M3, like the little concentrated. Yeah, Tyler's right. Childhood was a wild time. <laughs> you take the M3, the little one. And then I think there, there was one more that was either like a different extra strength or just a different flavor. You mix it all together in the leader Dr. Pepper. Mm. And it, it basically looks like fucking battery acid. And I think in one day we had two of those. Oh my, oh my god. god. Too I love caffeine, me. dude. I always have. I do, I do too, but shit. shit. Could have killed yourself, okay. man. I think some people, it's like a caffeine buzz, too, you know, where it's like, mm-hmm. hey, I don't need this for energy. I just want to feel, you know. You just, I want to be like, ooh. <laughs> that, that's, <laughs> that's called depression. depression. <laughs> Full throttle. Exactly. Tyler remembers. <laughs> want to feel something? <laughs> okay, uh, Patrick, let me just ask you one question, right? I have a little, it's like, a, like an English prompt for an essay. If you had to give me five daily supplements to take, not including the powders and things that we've just talked about, like like genuine like pills. What would they be? The five. So five pill supplements that you would okay. Pill gummy, just like mouth supplements that aren't made of powder. Okay, all right. So I think to start, probably a multi, only because let's face it, most people don't get like a perfect balance of everything every single day, right? So. Mm-hmm. I would say that could help fill in any nutritional gaps. Um, so multi is definitely there. Um, I would say fish oil is good too because the omega three is good for heart health, brain health, and again, unless you're eating like a can of tuna every day, which nobody wants to do, unless you got issues, <laughs> uh, we're not doing that, right? So I'd say multi. I my demons. <laughs> multi. Fish oil. Um, now, let's see what else. I would say, see, again, not to be, you know, cop-out answer, but I think it, mostly it probably vary on the person, but if this is just across the board general population. Mm-hmm. Um, just the part of the world we live in, like vitamin D, you know, really almost nobody gets enough unless you're outside every single day. So vitamin D, uh, low vitamin D is also very closely linked with depression, right? So we're going to definitely going to have that in there. Um, too too straight, straight for my own good. <laughs> and after that, um, let's see. <clears throat> vitamin C probably couldn't hurt unless you live in a bubble. You know, it's good to keep your immunity strong, right? <laughs> okay. And, um, the next one's going to be a split. The next one's going to be a split of um, if you're a man, some zinc might do you some good. Um, zinc okay. is one of the very few non-drug supplements that is linked with higher testosterone. Um, if you're not a dude, I mean, zinc can, is still very good for, uh, but we're already hitting that. So if you're not a dude and it's just a toss-up, um, I would say just either vitamin E or vitamin A, something for like organ health, you know, or even how about um, how about ashwagandha root or horny goat weed? Horny goat weed. So <laughs> ashwagandha, everyone swears that it makes them like all their emotions turn off. Um, 
I can't say from experience because I've never tried ashwagandha. I I felt I felt more enraged than anything, so I don't know. Maybe that's why I've been so angry. I've been taking that for a couple months. Just kidding. I mean, I felt okay, honestly. I don't know. I actually I noticed in tandem with the zinc, it helped me out a lot. So I don't know. I don't I don't particularly notice anything terrible. I, I think it just depends on the user. At least from what I've read up about, it's mm-hmm. not. I know Ashwan is not FDA approved. So, so there's not a lot of research with ashwagandha. So, so that's where it's just like, like, I mean, I mean if it works for me along. along with the zinc and I'm feeling, I, I mean, there's real no way to, <laughs> to acclimate a boost like that, you know? So in that sense, uh, for me personally, I've noticed a lift. That's just me though. What about, but I also could just mean cause I've been de- deficient. So I don't know. Well, that's, that's usually the case with zinc. Usually it's because most people aren't getting enough. You know, so then when when men are like, "Wow, I feel like my testosterone's high," like I feel like this boost of energy, and I feel good. My men, well, you probably want to get weren't getting enough zinc in the first place, and that's why when mm. you start taking it, now yeah. you feel amazing. Same thing with vitamin D, exact same thing. Where people start taking it, and it's like, "Wow, my mood is so elevated." You know? Yeah. Tyler um, says I gave him ashwagandha. I totally did. What, what, oh, did, did you feel, did you feel the, the power, power T Smitty? Did it make you feel the power strong? Ashwagandha. What do you think about turmeric? What's that? Turmeric. Turmeric. Now, turmeric's an interesting one, right? So it's a. I know I'm going to butcher the pronunciation. A curcumoid, or it's in the same family as ginger, right? Um, they're really strong anti-inflammatories. Now, it is uh, usually in in tea form. If you ever look at uh, like joint supplements, almost always there's a uh, turmeric. Now. Turmeric's an interesting one, though, because I took turmeric for a while. My father took turmeric for a while. He said that he got nothing out of it. Now, me, uh, when I started getting into back squatting, and um, you know, for the audience, I uh, have a ligament in my ankle that I uh, tore twice, and I have missing cartilage in it. And, um, you know, whenever, whenever I tried to get into squatting, it would, it would be just very, very, very sore and stiff. Uh, not so much during, but always after. So I, I remember taking turmeric. This is going back like a year or two. I believe two years. When I, I would start taking turmeric, and it would help alleviate the, um, you know, the soreness, the inflammation. It wouldn't be as achy. So it worked really good for me, right? But my old man would uh, take it, and he swore like after weeks that he would feel no different. That's probably one that we would chalk up to. It depends, you know. Varies on the person. Yeah, I'm a fan of I like it. I've been taking it since I hurt my back. Uh, Matt, do hmm. you have anything to, to ask or you want to you talk to Patrick about? I think in terms of my, my interview last... questions, I think I'm good. Uh, I think I just wanted to give him something for the viewers, man. Give something to the viewers. Plug your shit. Plug your shit. What you got going on? Sure. What do you do? out there. I am, so just going down the list, outside of, you know, athletic stuff. I am a personal trainer. I'm a certified inclusive fitness trainer, which means I specialize in training people with disabilities. Uh, I train everyone though, uh, in person, virtual, uh, going on a little over, a little over two years now. And, um, as you guys know, I pride myself on the, not, not just, not just cause we're all friends, but I pride myself on the, you know, client to trainer, uh, relationship. And I feel like, you know, that's, that's, one of my, my core principles, you know, every single person I train, you know, I try to get a good relationship with them. And all I care about is 
you know, getting them in a good direction. And uh, social media um, on Instagram is Narcisse Fitness, N A R C I S E Fitness, one word. Uh, and email, same thing, Narcisse Fitness at Gmail. And uh, YouTube, Narcisse Fitness. And uh, I believe there's a space. And soon, TikTok. Not quite yet, but soon. Ooh, Patty the Influencer. Yeah, Patrick, boy, let's up go. On the, uh, Love the to see right it. now. I got your yeah. Instagram up here on the stream. <laughs> Patrick's got this YouTube Patty the Influencers out here. <laughs> yeah, he, he he be making good videos too on YouTube. He does. It's We're gonna put all those cool. links in the um in the episode description. Yeah, everything I think will be that's in the bottom. more than allotted, so you'll be able to find him. And again, like he does online training, so if you you know he'll give you a good rate if you want to figure that out. It's New Year, might as well just get yourself into shape, you know. New Year, new me. Um, but other than that, yeah, uh, Migo. I need to close. I need to check something out, but do the in, the outro for me, please, if you may. You gotta check. All right, let me do the outro. Yeah, so, so first of all, people. Matt's gotta go check some shit. Patrick, we want to thank you so much for coming onto the the podcast with us. The episode. This has been something in the making for quite a while, and now with you being on here, this means we officially launch as of today when this episode goes up. The oh my god, I hit my mic. The anything bowl fitness. Uh, basically, going to be a channel where Matt and I just post. TikToks or YouTube shorts of our workouts. We're going to try to learn how to do the special editing, whatever it is. It's something that we're definitely going to feel out. But as of today, we're going to start posting on there. So if oh, you yeah. out, it's again, it's in the description. You can take a look. Uh, there shouldn't be too many videos on there just yet, but we're officially steamrolling into that. As for the outro, Matt usually does this, so I'm a bit <laughs> he called me a bit off guard. But just so you know, we are on Instagram at the Anything Bowl. We are on YouTube. We have multiple YouTube channels where we have shorts. We have the main. We have streams. We got clips. If you're not in the mood for a two-hour video like this one is, you can just watch us for 10 minutes. You like the shorts? Matt makes the minute shorts. Get your attention with just a little simple single-subject things. Oh, thank God he's here. Matt, I'm telling him about the YouTubes and the Instagram. Where else are we? Oh, do you know we have a YouTube? Oh, we're on Twitter, TikTok, Instagram, uh, YouTube. I say we have YouTube. We got a YouTube. Uh, we're on um, – we got the main channel, the Anything Ball on YouTube. Um, we have future video ideas and, um, that's where all the live streams are going to be primarily for YouTube now. Yes. And then, um, of course, full uploads as well. Um, what else? Oh my We're God. On Twitch. Blinking. There you go. Clips. <laughs> <laughs> Clips. You don't got an hour. You got 10 minutes. Miguel's got you. You need, you don't got 10 minutes. That's okay. I got you 30 seconds. We got shorts and, um, two big announcements. Well, this one's really not a big announcement because we've been uploading it. We've been uploading gaming videos, so um go check that out and then um the fitness channel uh as of this episode release is starting i just so, told them that oh then there you go oh yeah so then you know make sure to go check that out on youtube we're gonna be starting out with some shorts we're gonna get some videos in um eventually mm-hmm. once we get more content going but for now you're gonna see our daily routines you're gonna see clips from the stream you're gonna see a bunch of fun stuff so make sure to go subscribe Everywhere yes, we yes, held, yes. we'll have the link in our descriptions if you want to go check that out. So many links. Make sure to check out Patrick's Instagram if you're interested in any types of online training. Um, again, he's very accommodating, very reasonable, very good rates. Again, I mean to push that a lot because he's very understanding. Because mm-hmm. I, because I know it's expensive, you know, and everyone's got a budget, but um, he's very accommodating and he'll give you a lot for the value that you want. Um, very knowledgeable, and uh, yeah. Uh, with that being said, ladies and gentlemen, let me just tell you what we uh, what we have recently, uh, real quick. What what else you gotta do? Uh, recently, right? So yeah. previously we had snack time. 
by the time this goes up, last Friday we uploaded Snack Time. Birthdays in your 20s. Matt's birthday's coming up this week. This week, next week, in a couple days. It's Matt's birthday week. He is that bitch. So we kind of did like a pseudo-sequel to a video we did in 2019 where we talked about birthdays and emotions. We basically talk about our birthdays in our 20s. Before that, we had... uh, uh, There was episode 43 where we had our special guest, Tyler Smith, last week. We talked about movie trailers and surviving in the music industry. That was a lot of fun. There's also a separate snack time if you just want to hear about surviving in the music industry. We talk about bands, cover bands, performing, producing... The whole fucking nine yards. And lastly, before that, we did an ultimate Super Bowl halftime tier list. I need we a talked minute. about Rihanna. We talked about the other stuff. We ranked everything. Got a lot of content. Everything that I'm talking about or we talked about, Patrick stuff, the other channels, everything is below. Patrick, thank you so much. Thank you. Out. Pleasure's mine. And it, it's, it's been a lot of fun. So, folks, thank you. We will see you in a couple days. Mm-hmm.